Hey everyone, good to have you here today on this very lovely Sunday or Saturday, wherever you happen to be in the world. It's Sunday where I am in Australia and hope you're having a good weekend. Now we are going to be live for the next two hours, we're going to be having lots of fun. We're going to be getting to your questions first up and so if you have any questions, you can put them in the chat now. We're then going to do some Bible trivia with you guys and then some Amigo chats and then we're going to finish the stream off with a Kahoot game together, which we thought lots of fun. So stick around. Make sure you've hit the, the subscribe button. That is then how you get to type into the chat. And I'm going to find out who got here first. That is who got into the to the YouTube live first from the TikTok live we just had. Now, on my screen, it may be different on different screens, depending on how quick you guys typed it in. On my screen, it looks like John came in first. Nice work, John. And then Megan was second. Louis, Ismail, Hayton, and Super Trooper. Well done, you guys, getting in the top five there. That was really epic. And the rest of you guys, good job in typing that. So great that you're here. Now, we've got an awesome team, as you can see on the sidebar. We're going to get them to say hi to you as well. And so it's a hello from Ryan. It's a hello from Paul, who's doing his groceries, and it's a hello from Glenn in New Zealand. Hey, from Abraham. Hi, from Carissa. Greetings in Christ from Harmony. Awesome. What a great team we have here. And they're going to be also having some Eagle Chats of their own, which is going to be so good. But let's pray to begin. Heavenly Father, we do pray that you would be glorified through today's stream. May people get to hear your gospel. May the people's questions be answered as well. And may they all learn about you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Good to see you guys' questions coming into the chat. Now, just a heads up. Please only put your question in the chat once. Once is enough. We don't need to see it 15,000 times because our mods are carrying a question to the question list so that we don't miss any. So I'll answer them on stream or if I don't get to them the mods will answer them in the chat. So we won't miss any questions. But let's get into question time now. Okay, let's see what question we got first. First one came in from Lol, Lolwal, who's asked, in heaven, are we going to be able to sleep or not? Now, the Bible doesn't specifically answer that, but it does say that there's no nighttime in heaven. Imagine that, no nighttime. It's going to be hard to sleep if there's no nighttime. So maybe we may not need to be able to sleep in heaven if there's no nighttime. But that's a question we'll have to figure out or find out definitively once we get to heaven. This one from Mr. Player. Do you believe bread and wine is literally body and blood? Okay, well, I think bread is bread and I think wine is wine. Jesus doesn't turn into that. right? In fact, I think it seems quite strange too because... If you think that the bread's turned into Jesus and you're eating Jesus, what happens to Jesus when he goes inside of you? Does he then come out of you? Hmm, it's a bit, a bit strange, isn't it? So Jesus is actually a real person, right? He's the God-man Jesus Christ. And so you're not, he's not a loaf of bread, right? He is a real human being who's the God-man Jesus Christ who gave up his life. And so what does the bread and wine symbolize at communion? It symbolizes his death and his death on the cross, body broken for you, blood shed for you. But it's not that you're literally eating him. Ghost has asked this. I want to thank you for chatting with me for the past few hours. And yes, Jesus is coming. Hey, good on you, Ghost. Thanks for your encouragement there, man. This one from Daisy. 
Is it blasphemy if you say someone looks like the Holy Spirit? Mm, I think that's just wrong. <laughs> and I don't think that would be a good thing for someone to say. Uh, this one from Boris. Why do I feel distant from God in the recent times? Usually when people ask me, hey, I feel distant from God. Why is that? I'll say, when's the last time you read your Bible? And I'll say, maybe days ago, weeks ago, potentially, maybe even months ago. I'm like, of course, that's why. If you felt distant from your parents, is it because you haven't spoken to them for weeks? That's probably why. If you feel distant from God, it's because you haven't been speaking to him in prayer and you haven't been reading his Bible every single day without fail. How come you eat food every day without fail? Because you know you need it for your belly. And so why not have our spiritual food every day? What's more important, our belly or the Bible? Obviously, the Bible, which is God's word. This one from Matthew, is having icons a sin, like Exodus 20 and so on, which talks about don't make graven images. This is what I would say, is that it gives the propensity for somebody to worship that picture right for example if i was to set up a picture in my house of buddha right i'm not going to do that but if i did set up a picture of buddha in my house and i went up to that picture i bowed down to it i kissed it you'd be like that's that's wrong that's not good it's a form of idolatry isn't it and so if you have a picture of mary you got a picture of someone and you're going up and bowing down to it you're kissing it I don't see how that's much different. This one from Zero Mission. Hey, I got a question about the Sabbath. Is it bad if I play sports or video games on Saturday and also sometimes have work? Did you know that the Sabbath command is not for us today? That command has been fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4 says we've now entered into the Sabbath rest of God. It's a permanent thing, not one day in seven now. It's that we're resting in Jesus for our salvation permanently, not one day in seven. Now, in the Old Testament, we see that the Jewish people had a specific law only for them, not for Gentiles like us, but for them. They had a command that they were not allowed to do work on the Saturday, the last day of the week, which is Saturday. And so they weren't even allowed to prepare lunch on that day. They couldn't cook lunch or dinner or anything like that on that seventh day. But if you read through Exodus 20 and you read through the Old Testament, you'll see that those laws were given for them and those laws have not been repeated for us in the New Testament. So if you want to play a sport on a, on a Saturday, that's okay. If you want to do this or that on a Saturday, that's fine. It's, it's like every other day. Live every day for God, not just one day in seven. Every day is God's day. But it's good to go to church and find a good Christian church. I wouldn't recommend a church that tells you that you have to go to church on Saturday because they probably think you're under Old Testament law when the Bible says we're under the New Covenant, not the Old Covenant. And so most decent churches would be then probably meeting on a Sunday rather than Saturday. This one from Karanas, who's asked, do animals go to heaven? Okay, so animals, they are not made in the image of God. So they can think but they don't have a sense of morality. They're not self-aware like we are self-aware. And therefore, God's not going to judge them for what they do. When they die, therefore, potentially, they just die. And that's the end of them. 
and they most likely then won't go to hell or to heaven. Now, could there be animals in heaven that God creates? Yeah, that's possible because heaven will be a brand new earth, but the Bible doesn't specifically say whether yes or no to that either. And so if an animal dies like a pet dies, just be grateful to God. Thank you, God, that I got to spend those 10 years with that pet that I didn't deserve. But thank you, Lord, that it makes me look forward to heaven. Not that I can be reunited with my pet, but I get to be with something even far better than a pet. That is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is my Savior and my Lord. This one from Hyper Striker. Why does God not heal all people with cancer and sicknesses? Because that is part of the consequences of our humanity's rebellion. We've chosen to say, God, I don't want you to be boss of my life. I want to be boss of my own life. That's what we as humans have done. Remember when Adam and Eve, Eve ate from the tree? They were saying, God, I don't want to listen to you. And that's what you do every time you swear or lust or do whatever sin you've ever done in your life. And so God's saying, well, fine, you want to reject me? These are some earthly consequences. You're now living in a world where there's death, where people can get sick, people can get cancer. And so they're not necessarily getting that for something specific that they personally did, but just because they're part of humanity and humans as a whole have rebelled against God. But God's going to use cancer and sickness for his glory, for His, for our good and for his glory. Romans 8.28 says that. Remember when there was a man born blind? And so people came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, was, was it his own sin that he was born blind or was his parents' sin? And Jesus said, neither. Wasn't his own sin? Nor his parents' sin, but that God may be glorified through me healing of this person, of this sickness, of this blindness. And so God can allow hard things, even sicknesses, to happen in our life, that we might pray for it, and God may heal it if it's his will. And we praise God, and God gets glory. Or he may not choose to heal us of that, so that we might just draw upon God's strength and be patient and look forward to that new earth when there's going to be no more sickness, death, or, or suffering or pain anymore. When you go through hard times here, it really looks makes you look forward to heaven, doesn't it? And so that's why God can allow that to happen. This one from Harper. Would a good person who is a non-Christian go to hell? No such person exists. There is no such thing as good people except Jesus Christ, the only good man because he's God. Every other person has sinned. And the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all people therefore are wicked. If the standard of goodness is perfection, we're all sinners. And that's why every person in the world needs to hear the gospel and, be, and trust in Jesus to pay for their sin to go to heaven. Robbins asked this, what's the difference between the rapture and the second coming of Jesus? Did you know they're actually the one and the same event? Some Christians will separate them, but I don't think biblically they're separated. People have Some people have invented an idea that we're going to be taken and, and not suffer the hard things that are going to come, come onto the earth. But when I see 1 Thessalonians 4, and I read verse 16 and 17, which you can look up yourself, it says there in verse 16 that Jesus comes back on the clouds with all the angels, dead are raised, and all that kind of stuff. So this is the second coming of Jesus. Verse 17 says that's when those who are still alive get caught up to meet Jesus in the air. That's what the rapture is, being snatched up into the air to meet Jesus in the clouds. And then we're with him forever. And judgment day begins. Notice that then? The second coming and the catching up 
the rapture happens at the same time. This one from Juan. What's your daily routine as a Christian person? Great question. This is my routine, my general routine. I wake up at around about 7, 7.45 or so. I go get changed, get ready, have a shower. And then I go into my Bible, even before I go to breakfast. Go to my Bible. No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed, right? So try to go to my Bible, and I'll read a bunch of chapters through. I've got like nine or ten different bookmarks in my Bible, so I'll try and read like one chapter from each of those bookmarks before breakfast. And doesn't mean I always get this, always get it done. Things can vary each day, but I'll do that. Then I'll have breakfast, and then the stream starts usually at 9 o'clock. And then after stream... Then I might do other work that I need to get done, uh, dinner, and then I'll, after walking the dogs, I'll probably then go into the Bible and do some more Bible or memorization or revision of memorization. Then I'll probably get work on some videos or something like that for releasing on TikTok and just other tasks I need to get done. Routine is helpful. Regular sleeping and waking times are helpful. And then scheduling time, I find is helpful too. If you write down, have a to-do list, say, I want to get that task done, dun, 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 mark it off, you'll find you get have a more productive day and you'll make sure you have time to do those spiritual tasks that you want to do, like your Bible reading, your praying, and other things like that. All right, this one from Name Taken, who's asked, is the Holy Spirit a presence or is he a physical force that can affect your surroundings? All right, so the Holy Spirit is not a force. He's a person. And that means that he has a mind, he thinks, he speaks. And how does he speak? Through the Bible. That's how God speaks to us, through the Bible. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You don't feel him, though, but you know he lives inside of you because the Bible says that when you believe, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And his job is to make you more holy and less sinful. This one from Melanie. What is the difference between a Muslim and a Christian? Difference is one's going to heaven, the other one's not. Why, you might say? Well, because in Islam, they don't have anyone who's going to die for their sins. So they've got to pay for their own sins in hell. Because everyone sinned. Both Christians and Muslims, everyone sins. Everyone deserves hell. But in Christianity, the good news is that Jesus dies for our sins. So that we don't have to go there. He takes the hell we should get so we go to heaven. And that's why I love sharing that good news with Muslims. So they can say, hey, look, did you know you can believe in Jesus and you don't have to go to hell anymore? And that truly is good news that they need to believe. And those that are humble are often the ones willing to accept it and not trust in their good deeds anymore to save them. Cadence asks, what do you think about the book of Enoch? Well, the book of Enoch was not written by Enoch in the first place. It came only a couple hundred years before Jesus was born so therefore it's not written by Enoch who lived thousands of years before Jesus was born since it's not written by Enoch it's not scripture it's not scripture and therefore it's not quoted by Jesus or even accepted by the Jewish community as being scripture now the orthodox church strangely have added into their bible which is not a good thing to do because it's not considered scripture by Jesus or the apostles or by the Jewish community that Jesus was part of, of whom the Bible says was entrusted with the oracles of God. 
Now, some people might say, but didn't book didn't the book of Jude quote Enoch? Yep, he made an allusion to it, just like Paul made an allusion in in Titus chapter one to a pagan poet, Epimenides, who said that Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. Does that mean does that mean that Paul was accepting that whatever that pagan poet said was accurate? No, just that quotation was accurate. Not everything else that Pagan said. And that's the same thing. There was an accurate line in the book of Enoch this Jude quoted from, but it doesn't mean the rest of the book is actually accurate necessarily. And so that's why we don't treat it as scripture. This one from Tina. Were there dinosaurs on Noah's Ark? Potentially, if they hadn't already died out. So we're not sure exactly when dinosaurs died out we don't know that exactly but we see that they were coexisting with humans god made the land dinosaurs on the exact same day as he made humans and that's on the sixth day and so if the dinosaurs were still around during noah's day then yes they would have been on the ark and god was able to ensure that they could be directed there in fact that's how all the animals got onto the ark it's not like noah rounded them up god just directed the animals to walk onto that ark. This one from Hayton. Why do Catholics pray to Mary? It's tradition. It's literally tradition, not scripture. Nothing in the Bible ever even indicates anyone praying to Mary. Not a single reference at all in the Bible to a person praying to Mary or any other saint for that matter. And Catholics will agree it's not scripture. Problem is, though, if it's not scripture, then why did they invent it? Why did they make it up? Right, And so if you've prayed to Mary in the past, you've said the Hail Marys, can I encourage you, don't do that anymore. It really does offend God when you do that. It's like this. If I started praying to my car, I walk by my car and pray to it. You'd be like, what are you doing? Don't pray to your car. What, what, what are you doing? Right. Well, if I went ahead and prayed to my wife, you'd be like, don't do that either. Right. So why would it be okay for me to pray to Mary? Hmm? Right. It's not okay to pray to Mary. It offends God. Go to God directly, because if you're trusting what Jesus did to save you, your prayers are already acceptable to the Father. He loves to hear your prayers. You don't need someone else to go and pray to you on your behalf. Someone else who's not even around you, like Mary's not even around you. She can't hear your prayers because she's not all-knowing, and she's not all-powerful. So she couldn't even pray for a million people at once who are praying to her at this very second. So pray to God, who has the ability to hear you and solve whatever you are asking of him to do. This one from Megan, how do you disprove Hinduism? Similar thing, they don't have anyone who's alive, who came back to life from the dead, like we have with Christianity. And Hinduism, they think it's based on good deeds, paying for bad deeds, which is unjust. And also they, they don't make a good distinction between creation and creator. Oftentimes Hindus think that God is part of the creation or God is the creation which is absurd. It's like someone saying that the one who built my house is the wall. The wall built the house. No, the wall is part of the house, so the wall cannot have built the house. All right, there's a distinction between creation and creator, which Hinduism often blurs. This one from Charlie. I've heard a lot about these three days of darkness. What do you think about it? Not biblical. Three days of darkness was some sort of uh 
tradition vented i think in the 1500s or something like, like that some sort of prophecy that it's going to be three days of darkness in some time in the future yeah that's not biblical so you can just ignore that indies asked where did jesus go for the three days that he died well where he went he says in first peter 3 verse 18 and 19 it says that he went to the spirits who were in prison now that seems to imply demons who were already locked up in hell he went and visited them not to save them and not to suffer in hell himself but to proclaim victory over those demons already locked up there in hell but at the same time he also said to the thief on the cross today you'll be with me in paradise yes exactly right which means um good news is that he went to be with paradise is another name for heaven so he went with the thief on the cross to heaven that very day on the third day alive from the dead what oh there's a gift hey thank you louis for that gift i appreciate that and his question was when will the seven trumpets happen okay the seven trumpets they're mentioned in the book of revelation now keep in mind the book of revelation is a very very hard book to understand and i don't think we as christians are going to be able to fully understand every detail to 100 percent certainty and say this is exactly what it is all we can do is kind of make educated guesses about potentially what is going to happen because it's talking about future events and it's talking about or past events and it's talking about in a symbolic way and so in the book of revelation describes seven seven trumpets seven seals and seven bowl judgments and Christians have a lot of different opinion on what they refer to and where are we up to. I would say, based on my reading of Revelation, you can, is that the book of Revelation was designed as a book to comfort first century Christians and every Christian who would live after them. Because what was happening in the first century when John was writing this book, Christians were getting severely persecuted. They were getting martyred, killed for their faith. They were excluded from the marketplace, not being able to buy or sell. Does that sound familiar? They were having all these things going on. And so those seven trumpets, seven bowls, and seven seals could potentially, could potentially refer to as a symbolic way of referring to this is what you should expect as Christians living on a in a world which hates God. You're going to go, go through persecution, hardship, trials, tribulation. But the comfort of the book of Revelation is the ending. Who wins? The beast team or Jesus' team? Jesus' team wins. So you want to be part of his team, not the world or not the beast team. That's what it's talking about. And so I think I don't think we can know, oh, we're at sixth trumpet, seventh trumpet, one trumpet. I think that could just be symbolic, representing all trumpets uh, have been going on and will continue going on until the time Jesus returns on those clouds and he defeats all of his enemies. And also want to say thank you to Andrew Kay and also Mario. Appreciate those gifts that you guys sent in as well. And we are going through your questions. Andrew's question was, could you please explain Matthew 15, 24 to 28? Let's have a look at that is. I'm going to put those verses on the screen just so that you can know what he's asking about. He answered, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So basically saying the Messiah, he's a Jewish Messiah. He first and foremostly was sent to the Jewish people. But she knelt, or she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. 
And he answered, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Okay. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Now, sometimes you'll hear Muslims try and bring this up as like, oh, look, that was mean. No, it wasn't mean. There's two different words for the word dog in Greek. And Jesus didn't use the word for like stray dog or like dog that nobody cares about. But that, that your cherished pet. Your cherished dog, right? And so we see there that this person, Jesus Christ, first of all, was sent to the lost, to Israel, first and foremost. He had to go to the, to the Jewish people because he was Israel's Messiah, the one they're looking forward to. But what did Israel do? Did they warmly embrace their Messiah? Sadly, largely they rejected him and didn't want anything to do with him. And so who does Jesus commend most? for their faith, not so much Jewish people, but actually non-Jewish people like this woman. Oh, woman, how great is your faith? And so I think this is a way in Jesus testing her faith. How humble was she? How much faith did she have? And she demonstrated great faith that even though she knew that the Messiah wasn't ultimately come for her, she knew that she could benefit from the Messiah, even just having the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And so that's what we should have. We should have the same humble attitude that this woman exemplified, knowing that I don't deserve salvation. I didn't deserve to have Jesus die for me, but he did anyway. Wow, you're amazing, Lord. And that should just fill our heart with gratitude. And also then Mario's question was, does time exist in heaven? And the answer is yes. Well, you're not in a timeless state in heaven. When you're there, you're going to be in time. It's just an unlimited amount of time, an unending amount of time there. What is time? Time is the thing that prevents everything from happening all at once. All right, so there will be definitely time in heaven. Okay, now the question from Harper is believing in karma a sin? I would just recommend not believing in karma just because it's not biblical. Now, justice is biblical. Like there is going to be God's justice. He'll punish the wicked in the end and so on. But this idea of some sort of impersonal force, um, assigning punishments and so on, that's not true. God is not an impersonal being. He is a personal being who keeps track of everything that people do. Need for Speed is asked, are thoughts sinful? They can be. Jesus said it's not just wrong to go and commit adultery with someone or to have sex before marriage with someone. It's even wrong to think those sexual thoughts about them. Matthew 5 talks about that. This one from Natya. What is the difference between the Pharisees and Gentiles? Pharisees were Jewish people who were certain kind of Jewish people that followed the law, at least outwardly, devoutly, but inwardly, though, Jesus exposed them as hypocrites. When Gentiles were those who weren't Jewish people at all. Gentiles were just anyone who wasn't a descendant of Abraham. So that means probably... Almost everyone in the world is a Gentile. It just means not Jew. This one from Panther. What happens if you believe in Christ, but you live more for the world instead of him? Okay. That's bad. 
it's not good to live for the world, live, but we should live for Christ. But that doesn't mean you go to hell necessarily. It depends if you're truly trusting in Christ. If you are truly trusting in Christ, all of your sins, past, present, future, all forgiven by the Lord Jesus and his sacrifice on that cross. But as Christians, let's say no to the world. Let's say no to living for the world and say yes to living for God. His way is better for you, isn't it? And that's what God commanded you to do anyway. What do you want to do for the one who gave up his life for you to save you? Do you want to ignore him or do you want to live for him? This one from Min Holy. Someone said that Jesus um, was the devil while scrolling through some lives. What would happen to that person? Well, they, they are not the enemy. They're the mission field. They know not what they say, right? They know not what they say. And so instead of treating them with contempt, treat them as somebody who needs Christ. And so try and share the gospel with them. What's the Battle of Armageddon? It's the final battle that happens at the end when Jesus comes back. Satan and his his warriors, his followers, war against the people of God. And Jesus just comes and just wipes them out. Says a word, destroys them all. I would not like to be part of Satan's team when that happens. Uh, this one from Andrew. What if the Old and New Testament, what does it say about a topic like if it, if they disagree with each other, like let's say the Old Testament says something and the New Testament says something else, which one do you listen to? Oh, good question, Andrew. I would say you listen to the New Testament. Old Testament, it's still the Word of God, but some of the laws are going to be only for Israel, not for us. And the Bible is a progressive revelation, meaning God reveals more information as time goes on. And so it's something could have been bad or wrong in the Old Testament, but since that covenant's completed, Christ obeyed the Old Testament law perfectly on our behalf. It means we don't we're no longer under the Old Testament law. So you listen to the New Testament laws. This one from Robin. If we've fully turned to Christ, why am I still scared of his second coming? Hmm. I'm not sure why you might be scared. Are you afraid that you might go to hell? If you're afraid that you might go to hell, Ask yourself, what could actually get you sent to hell? Is there, is it even possible if you're trusting in Christ? And you say, yeah, what if I do a sin? What if I was in the middle of a sin when Jesus came back? Yeah, what about it? Has he died for that sin? Yeah, so then how could that get you sent to hell? It can't, can it? If all of your past and all of your future sins were wiped clean by the sacrifice of Jesus and you're trusting in that alone to save you, Nothing can separate you from his love. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8 verse 1. And that'll help you then to have no fear of the second coming. In fact, the Bible says we shouldn't have that fear of the second coming if we are a believer. Uh, it talks about that in 1 John 4. Let me have a look. I think it's 1 John 4, around about verse 18 says, have a look at this. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So basically, we can have full confidence and not be fearing the day to come of judgment because we know what Christ has done for us. All right, we're going to do some Bible trivia in just a moment, but let me just do a couple more questions. Harry's asked, can someone still sin in their mind? 
but they're trying not to, but they fail. Yeah, we sometimes do. We sin not just in action, but also in mind. And that's something that we need a war against. But then even if you did sin in your mind or in action, remind yourself of the gospel, even after you sin. Every day, remind yourself what Jesus did for you. And ask yourself, am I going to heaven because of what I do for God or because of what he's done for me? And you say, it's not about what I've done. It's not about how many sins or not sins I've done. It's based on Jesus. And that will help you to have the assurance of your salvation, which you ought to have if you are trusting in Christ. What does heaven look like? It's going to be a brand new earth, paradise. It's going to be epic. Streets paved with gold, it describes in Revelation 21. Silly Goose has asked, why is God considered to be one if he's three persons? Because he is one, one in being. We don't believe in three gods. We believe in one God who that one God exists simultaneously as three distinct persons. So it depends what category we're talking about. If we're talking about the category of being, God is only one in being. But if we're talking about the category of persons, God is three in persons. Nathan's asked, when the Bible says that we should have no worldly desires, does that mean we can't want anything? No, I don't think it means you can't want anything. We can want things, but we should have an attitude of contentment. We should say the same thing as Jesus. Not my will, Lord, be done, but your will be done. So you can pray for things, but don't be like, God, you didn't give me what I asked for. No, you say, look, whether I have that or not, I will be content because God is so kind and God is my treasure. If I've got him, I've got everything. If God's for us, who can be against us? Right? He gave up his own son for us and he'll take me safely to his heavenly kingdom. So what have I got to be anxious about? Now, when it says don't follow the world or don't live for the world, it's saying don't live for what the world loves. What do they love? Sex before marriage, drunkenness. LGBT stuff. Don't be living for that, loving that. Don't be loving godless things. Things that are godly is what we should be loving. Hey, thank you. Um, both of you guys for there was a keeping up with the lunars sent a gift. Appreciate that a lot. And also Matthew, thank you so much um, for those epic gifts. To God be the glory. You got your guy you guys' kindness is very much appreciated there. Okay, one more question, and we're going to do then some trivia. Are you ready for this? What happened to the apostles that didn't write in the Bible? Yeah, that's true. Not all the apostles wrote books of the Bible. We have Peter. He wrote some books of the Bible. We see John wrote some books of the Bible. Matthew wrote books of the Bible. But Thaddeus didn't, right? Or some of the others didn't. And what happened to them? Well, they would have been proclaiming the message, but more were just verbally rather than writing. Now, they may have written something, and we just don't have a copy of it, but we see that those scriptures that God wanted to be written down, he ensured that they were written down by these apostles, and he ensured that they were preserved. And that's what this is amazing thing. We have discovered 5,600 manuscript copies of the New Testament in the original Greek, the language that the Bible was originally written in. And we can see hasn't changed, hasn't been corrupted, because we've got so many copies, we can then see what the original said, which you can't do with any other um, religious text. The Bible has far more historical credibility than the Quran does. 
All right. The Quran had someone, Uthman, burn all the copies he didn't like, and he just picked one that he did like. But with the Bible, we've got all these different copies to know this is what the original said. Okay, good questions, everyone. As I said, we're going to do some Bible trivia. So let's do that right now. Okay, you guys ready for this? Now, with this trivia, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You just type your answer in the chat. We're going to see who can get these questions right. Are you ready? Okay. When Moses climbed up a mountain called Mount Sinai, what did he receive from God? What did God re what did he receive from God on Mount Sinai? Harmony he downloaded something on two tablets. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first download of data from the cloud. Is right? Yeah. The Ten Commandments. Well done. The Ten Commandments. You guys getting that. Good job. That's what he got at Mount Sinai. Next question. Oh, okay. The giant Goliath. Remember Goliath? He belonged to which group of people? Which group of people did Goliath belong to? Let's go to Paul. The Philistines. Yes, it is the Philistines. Good job there, Paul. Nice work. Okay, next question. What is the shortest verse in the entire Bible? Like, What does the shortest verse in the Bible say? And literally, it's only got two words. It's got two words in it. Uh, let's go to Carissa. John 11.35, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Good job. Shortest verse in the entire Bible. Okay, next one. What did Jesus say? Um, well, Jesus said this. He said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it back up. What was Jesus referring to when he said that? Harry. You have to unmute. His body. Yes, his body. Good job. So not the actual temple, but yeah, referring to his body being crucified and on the third day that he himself would raise himself back to life. Nice work. And in the chat, you guys are getting this well. Good to see your answers there. Okay, what about this one? Um, who was known, or who, what is the name of the older sister of Moses? How many? Miriam. Yeah, well done, Miriam. Good job, you're getting that. And out of what kind of wood did Noah make the ark from? What kind of wood? Harry. Go for wood. Nice work. <clears throat> Good job. Go for wood. You guys are getting it. And what is the last book of the Bible called? What is the last book of the Bible called? Carissa. Revelation with no S. <laughs> I love that you specify that, Carissa. 
so it's not revelations which is what a lot of people think it's no s on the end just the book of revelation because it's a singular revelation hey you guys are doing well a lot of people answering that all oh, correct well done we're going to do a bible trivia kahoot at the end of today's stream but right now we're going to jump onto the virtual streets of amigo <laughs> Okay, so look at that. We've got a birdie there. <laughs> what kind of bird is that? 49,000 people on. And I'm going to see. And I'm going to see who God allows us to meet. Oh, there was also a fun fact from Matthew. The shortest verse in the Greek New Testament is rejoice always. It's two words in the Greek. Whereas Jesus wept is three. Ah, there you go. Hey, thanks for that. Um, awesome, Matthew. Appreciate it. Okay, it is Amigo time. You guys ready? Let's go. Ian said that might be a sparrow. Lord, may you connect me with someone who you want me to speak with. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey, I think Amigos changed something quickly. Um, by the way, what we could do, if you guys want to, if any of you guys like want to have a like ask questions, or if you have like, I'm not sure if I'm going to heaven, you can actually put the needgod.net tag in, and you might connect with myself or maybe someone else on the team who's got the same tag, and you can ask your questions there too. So just a heads up if you want to do that on Amigo. I might delete some of these extra tags then so that I can connect with you guys. And if not, we'll chat to other random strangers on the virtual streets here of Amigo. Here we go. Let's search and go. It looks like, yeah, Amigo's changed something. That's why the map's not showing at the moment. Hey, can I ask you a question? Are you there, man? I think your your lag is the lag is real, man. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send you the TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. You could check out, right? I just think the lag is real, real bad. It's real bad. Real bad. Hey, it's our friend Isaac. Hey, man. Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, hey. Hey, how you doing? Oop, are you there? I can't hear your sound at the moment. Oop, I could hear your sound just then. Hey, how you doing? Hello. There we go. Nice, nice. Hey, my name's Ryan, by the way. What was your name? Hey, I could hear your sound. Are you able to hear my sound? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, can I ask you, man, do you think that you'll go to heaven? Yeah, because I trust that Jesus died for my sins. Yeah, bro. That's awesome. That's good. And so, out of 100, how sure are you that you'll go to heaven? Like 100. 
Yeah, that's awesome, man. You can be 100% if your trust is in Jesus. That's good. So then let me ask you, does doing good things have any part in getting you to heaven? No, but like you should do good things. Yeah, and why should we do good things, do you think? Collect like to thank Jesus because he died for his sins. You got it, man. Absolutely. So out of gratefulness to the Lord. So then what if someone says, I'm going to heaven because of Jesus and because I also share the gospel? Would that person go to heaven or hell? It's like hell. Yeah. Why still hell, do you think? Because like you you need to trust that Jesus died for your sins. Mm, right. Exactly. And that person's trusting kind of half-half, right? 50% in Jesus, 50% themselves. So they go to hell, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. And have you been getting into your Bible yourself? Like I'm I'm starting I'm trying to start to read it, but like I don't know what to start. Yeah, well, best place to begin would be the book of John. So you're gonna find that in the New Testament. The fourth book of the Bible of the New Testament in the Bible is called John. How often should you read it, do you think? Like every day. You got it. No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. I'm a big fan. Like I watch it every, like every day. Oh, that's awesome! Man. What's your username in the chat? Cornish. Oh, nice, cool. Well, great, man. And and have you tried sharing this gospel with like family or friends? Yeah. Good, good. And how'd that go? Like my my brother, like he he wasn't really like like into God, and I like like I sh I showed him like your streams or your videos and. Now he's like, like, like good. Right, right. Wow. Praise God. That's that's awesome that God's opened his eyes. And do you have any questions yourself, man? Not really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging, man, that God's opened your eyes. And, and so when do you think that you truly came to trust it's Christ alone that gets you into heaven? I don't know, like when I started, I don't know, maybe like watching your videos because I, I didn't really know you had to trust that Jesus that like for your sins yeah. to, to go to heaven. Wow. So when did you find the videos? Like on TikTok, I was just scrolling and I saw it. Yeah, nice. How long ago was that? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, maybe like four months ago. Wow. Praise God, man. That's exciting. Hey, that's encouraging, man. Thank you for thank you for sharing that testimony of how, how God, you know, brought you to faith through that and I just encourage you, do get into your Bible. It's your spiritual food. Yeah. And, and you'll understand it better as you read it more. You keep okay, thank it. you. Yeah, man. Hey, what's well, good meeting God you. Bless you. Yeah, God bless you, man. And you have a good rest of the night. Same. Bye. Oh, that was cool. Good chatting there to um, yeah, the friend in the chat who's been listening in or watched, found the videos four months ago. That's so good. Heavenly Father, we do pray for that young man. Thank you for opening his eyes to the truth and allowing him to believe in your son. Help him to now grow and get into his Bible daily. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Now, weird because it's obviously something's wrong with the setup here. It's not showing all the proper things because something must have changed in the Meagle. And it looks like... Um, yeah, it means I can't get the go button <laughs> going until I, I maybe have to just refresh that. Or I can just quickly just change the code. There we go. Now I should be able to press it. There we go. Nice. Let's go.
get the go button going. Hey. Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey there. Hello. Hey, man. Hey, nice to meet you. Hey. hey. My name my name's Ryan. What was your name, dude, if you don't mind? Jeremiah. Jeremiah, that's a cool name. It's a biblical name. <laughs> that's great. Oh, yeah. Are you a Christian yourself? Yes. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and so... Um, can I ask you, if God was to ask you the question, why should I not send you to hell for all the sins you've done? What would you say to him? Um, Because he died for our sins. Right. Yeah, man. So how confident are you that you'll go to heaven when you die? Completely confident. Hey, that's so good. That's the thing. We as Christians can be certain. You know, people in other religions, they're just like, you know, like, I'm not sure, I'm 50% sure, but we as Christians, we can be certain if our trust is in Jesus and what he's done for us. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes, like, I'm going to be honest with you, like, you know, I've been struggling with sin for, like, a little bit. And, like, sometimes, like, again, like, Jesus out on the cross and, like, it be making me not want to, um, like, believe that, like, believe and go to him sometimes. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Does sin make you feel like, hey, yeah, I don't feel worthy to go to God? Yes. Yeah, that's what sin does. Sin, Satan's strategy is to try and discourage Christians and think, hey, you can't come to God. Look, you've just recently sinned. You're not worthy of going to him. I think in those times we need to remind ourselves, does God accept me because of what I've done? Uh, because of like how good I am, or does God accept me because of what Christ has done for me? Oh, Christ. Yeah. And so even after sinning, if you remind yourself of the gospel that Jesus came to die for a sinner like you and I, we don't have to be anxious then about anything, do we? Mm -mm. We don't have to be like, hey, I can't come to God. No, you can come directly to his throne room. It says that actually in, in Hebrews 4, uh, Hebrews 4 verse 16 says this, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. All right, we can have, go to God confidently because ultimately no amount of sins that you could do as a believer could separate you from his love. Says there is therefore no condemnation for those who in Christ Jesus, if your trust is in Him. What do you think about that, man? Um, I don't know. I think that's like awesome, you know. Yeah. Good. Oh, like I don't know how Jesus did it. Like it is so crazy. Like. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and I, I got a question. Yeah, go for it, man. You ask your question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like. So, I know Jesus died for our sins, but it's like, like, don't you also have to repent and like forgive other people so Jesus forgive, so Jesus can forgive you? Oh, like, that's a great yeah. question. That's a really good question. Okay, so what do you mean by repent? 
Um, like try not to sin. Try not to sin. Okay. As as Christians, that's what we ought to do. We should ought not to sin. We should try and avoid sin as much as we can because we love the Lord. But does not sinning have a part in getting us into heaven? What do you think? Oh. Do you think it's kind of both, mm. like Jesus dying for you, believing in that, and also not sinning? No. Right. It's not both, because otherwise your trust is 50% in Jesus, 50% in yourself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the word repent doesn't mean stop sinning. In the Bible, the word repent actually means to change your mind. And so it's that change of mindset that you had. You used to reject Christ, but now you've come to change your mind to believe in him, that he's your savior. He's the one who paid for your sin. He's the one you want to live for now. So repenting is describing the change of mind, not obedience and not asking forgiveness. But those things will be a fruit of repentance. We call that the fruit of repentance, the change of behavior uh, and the living more like Christ. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so then let's say you're trusting in Jesus. He died for your sin. But then today or later on tomorrow, you choose to sin. And you die in the middle of doing that sin. Would you go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Yeah, why still heaven? Uh, Because Jesus died for your future, yeah. past, and present. Good answer, man. Good answer. So then... Why then do we want to avoid sin if that plays zero part in getting us into heaven? Um, Just to be thankful and grateful that Jesus died on the cross. Right, yeah. And we have a new master. Like Jesus basically kind of ransomed us or rescued us from our old slave master called sin. And sin was always trying to hurt us and, and offend God and all those sort of things. So he rescued us from our old slave master to now... Him being our master, a good master, one that loves us and cherishes, you know, has shown his love for us by dying for us. So why would we go and obey the old slave master again? You know what I mean? Mm. And that's, that's a good question. That's what motivates us to say, hey, now nah, sin, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I've been set free from you and I'm going to listen to God instead. And his way is far better. Okay. Making sense? Yes, I I just got one more. Go for it. Um, like, don't you gotta forgive other people, like, cause like, don't you gotta forgive other people so they so Jesus or God can forgive you for their sins, for your sins, my bad. Hmm. The Bible does call us to be forgiving people. We shouldn't be wanting to hold grudges and holding on to unforgiveness. But reality is. We're not going to do that perfectly, even as Christians. You're going to sometimes take a little bit to forgive somebody when we should be instantly forgiving. But that doesn't mean, therefore, you're not saved. Because even the times when you maybe struggle a little bit to love as you ought to and to forgive as you ought to, that's a sin that Jesus was able to pay for, wasn't he? Yes. So then he's already paid for that then still nothing can separate you from his love. Because sometimes people can turn it into this. They can turn it into, well, as long as I'm forgiving people enough, 
then God can forgive me. But if I'm not forgiving people enough, then God won't forgive me. Well, then you're basically thinking it's your works again that's getting you forgiveness. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Yes. So as forgiven people, we should forgive. Yes. But it's not our asking forgiveness or any of those sort of things that plays a part in or, or, or for us so, giving other people that plays a part in salvation. We do it as a result. So like everything we do, like everything we do, it's all like if we just believe in Jesus, it's like, it's fine. Yeah, so remember sin is bad. So you don't use it as a justif justification to say, well, I can sin now. Why would you want it? <laughs> right? you've, you've been set free from sin. Sin hurts you, doesn't help you. But you're right. Nothing can separate you from his love if you're trusting in Christ. Okay. Now, if, if someone says, oh, that means I'm just going to do what I want now, that would just be an evidence that I don't really trust in Jesus. They're faking it. Yeah. Does that help? Yes. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Good questions, man. Really good questions. Um, and, yeah, stay strong in the Lord. You been reading your Bible much? Um, a little bit. A little bit? Yeah, like not every day, though? Yeah, not every day. Not every day, okay. My encouragement from tomorrow, or from today even, get into that daily habit of reading Scripture. So precious, so beautiful. You know, so get into it every day. Does that sound good? Yes. Yeah, good, good, good. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting to you, man. Um, let me ask you this one before we go. If someone says to you, I'm going to go to heaven because of Jesus dying for my sins, but I also think someone needs to get baptized to go to heaven. Would that person go to heaven or hell? Um, hell. Yes, and why? Because he thinks like mm, his own self, like, oh. Right. He's thinking it's. Like 50-50, isn't he? He's thinking, he thinks he has to get baptized. That means he doesn't think that Jesus was enough to get him into heaven. And so he lacks true faith in Jesus then. Mm -hmm. That's good, man. Well, Jeremiah, it's been a pleasure chatting to you, man. And good to hear of your faith in the Lord Jesus. Hold on to him through thick and thin. Live for him as the one who is your supreme treasure. Because he is. He's better than anything this world has to offer you. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless you, man. Okay. God bless you, too. Thanks. Bye. All right. Oh, that was cool. That was a good chat there with Jeremiah. Now, let me just refresh and see if this will help. Paul was able to get his map working. Let me just see if I can refresh, and that might solve it for us. Uh, Lord, yeah, leave Jeremiah in your care. I do pray that he would be yeah, growing and reflecting on the gospel day after day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Are you ready? Let's try another chat. Hey there. Hey. Hey there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How you doing? Oh my god! Hey, by Hi. The way, hey, how you doing, man? My name's Ryan. What's your name? M. Juan. 
Juan. Hey, nice to meet you, Juan. Great to great to great to meet you. And so, Juan, are you a believer, a Christian yourself? Yeah. Nice work, man. That's awesome. And how are you doing in your faith recently? Um, good. Like, like yeah, good. I, I yeah. mean, like, I know God. Like, I I believe in Him. Yeah. Good. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, would you say, based on how you've lived your life, would you say you deserve heaven or hell? Heaven. Okay, so based on how you've lived, you'd say heaven. Why do you say heaven? What? Can you repeat it? Sure. So why why do you say heaven? Because I believe he died for like, well, we commit like our sins. Yes, yep. So what I was saying though, that I was saying based on how you've lived. So not based on what Jesus did for you, but if it was based on how you lived, would you say you deserve heaven or hell? I don't know, like 50-50. 50-50, okay. Because I think that's an important thing to come to understand first, and that'll make the gospel make a whole lot more sense for us. So let me ask you this. Have you ever, like, told a lie in your life? Yeah, of course. Me too. <laughs> Have you ever, like, disobeyed your parents before? Yeah. Yeah. What about this one? Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yeah, that's right. normal. Yeah, I'm not judging you, and it, may, it is common, but it doesn't make it good, like because we are we are still breaking God's law in the process, right? And so, if God was to judge you based on those things, would you be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Right. And so, if you're guilty, do you deserve reward or punishment? Punishment. Yeah. Now, does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah. So do you understand? So based on how we've lived, we're not 50-50. We should be in the pit of hell for what we've done. Does that make sense? Yeah. But why don't you have to be sent to hell? Because God sacrificed himself like Jesus. Exactly right. Jesus, Jesus sacrificed himself. Yeah, he sacrificed his life on the cross to pay for our sins. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so then he sacrificed his life to save us so we don't have to go to hell. How do we receive that forgiveness that he offers us? We, like, receive, like, going to heaven? Well, yeah. How do we get him to die for our sins? Like, how do we receive that? Like, believing? Yeah, exactly. So we receive it by believing in him, believing that he died for us. And so then, does doing good things also play some part in getting you into heaven? What? Does doing, good, does doing good things, have? does that play some part in getting you into heaven? No. Ah, good answer. Good answer. Okay, so then uh, what would you say to God if he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? Because I believe Jesus died for my sins. Now, were we going to heaven because of what we did for God or because of what he did for us? what he did for us right so if our answer to god starts with because i i did this i believe that we're still pointing kind of we're kind of pointing to ourselves, aren't we yeah we're pointing to what we do so best not to point to what we do because that doesn't it's not what we do that saves us so what would you say to god if he asked you now why should i let you into heaven because i i, I know and like 
that you die first. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's best to just say, don't start your answer in the first person, I, but point to in third person, Jesus. Jesus died for my sin. That's the reason why. Yeah. So yeah. How, how sure are you, man, out of 100 that you'll go to heaven? Like 100. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. And has this now... Has this now changed your attitude towards sin and how you want to live your life? Yeah. Yeah. How do you want to live your life now? I want to, like, enjoy because, like, I know it's going to end and I'm, like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You want to enjoy I, I, like, it? I don't know. What's, what do you think heaven looks like? Well, heaven's going to be incredible. It's going to be a brand new earth, paradise. It's going to have a new body there. So it's a physical place, not just a spiritual place. It's a physical place. The best food, the best everything there. Things that we can't even imagine at this point. But just remember, going back to my question I asked you, though, you said you want to enjoy your life now. Yeah. Think about, think about Jesus' life, though. Would you say that was one of enjoyment? No, because he sacrificed like, right. himself. It was a life of sacrifice, wasn't it? For the sake of others. Yeah. And so what should our life be? We should like, we also should make people believe on God and like right. he died for us. It's right. like what you're doing, right? Yeah, we want to spread the gospel. So our life in some way should actually be a life of sacrifice too. We want to, right, we want to try and take up opportunities to share the gospel. We want to say no to sin, say no to indulging the flesh and say yes to living how god wants us to live yeah we, we we don't want we don't want people to go to hell right exactly and that will help us to get out of our comfort zones to go and share christ with the world and so have you been trying to fight sin and trying to avoid sin in your life yeah good because good. It, it, something has consequences yeah and it greatly offends god god is our we have a question treasure. i have yeah, a go question for go for it what if like, what if there's like a, a like a kid like a someone that has special needs and like doesn't understand like life and like they don't know if like they don't know that God died for us and they don't understand life would they go to hell or heaven? Hmm. That's an interesting question. So, you're talking about a, a person who dies at a very young age. Those sort of people who die in infancy, the Bible doesn't specifically say where they go. Some people try and say, oh, they will go to heaven. Well, the Bible doesn't exactly say that. And I think if the Bible is silent on a topic, we should be silent on that topic. And we can just leave it in God's hands. God will do whatever he determines best in that scenario. I don't think it's right for us to go beyond what God said in his word. That's sad. Cause like... Well, I don't think it's sad. I don't think it's sad. I think it's trusting god we can know that whatever god determines best is that is what he'll do best yeah if it happens he has to like is, is because of something yeah so i'd say that um i think it's important for us to realize that no one is an innocent person only jesus is innocent and righteous we are all born sinners even we don't just become sinners when we turn 18 or something like that or five years old we're actually all born sinners and we we naturally love sin children love sin adults love sin by nature 
And so we need to be born again. Our first birth is not sufficient. We need to be born a second time. And that's when God saves us, when he draws us to faith in him. And so the only person, any only way anyone's going to be redeemed and go to heaven is if Christ pays for their sin. Because everyone's born with at least one sin against their name. The sin of Adam. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. Do you have any other questions, Ben? Um, um, what's lust exactly? Like lust. Lust. Yeah, lust is when you think a sexual thought about a person that you're not married to. Like, so if you have a kid, is that lust? No. Uh, well, sex before marriage is sinful, right? But sex in marriage yeah. is appropriate. And so a husband and wife thinking sexual thoughts or doing sexual actions together is appropriate. That's fine. But outside of that bounds of husband and wife, and if you think, if you fantasize, think about, let's say if you fantasize about a woman in your mind and any sort of sexual thoughts about her, that's lust and that's bad. What if like, what if you like post yourself or something to like, I don't know. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, that's it's not good to, to you shouldn't cause other people to lust after you either, because that would be sinful. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to have a talk to you. Yeah, like, man, you. absolutely. It's good, good meeting you, and I encourage you, man. Get into your Bible every day. You've been getting, reading it each day. I, I, I hope I see you another day. I, I, I follow your TikTok. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, it's great meeting you. God bless you, brother. Yeah. God bless you, too. Have, yeah. a, have a wonderful rest of, like, wait, you're, you're in Australia, right? Yeah, so it's midday or it's 2 o'clock now, actually. What time is there? What time 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, man. God bless. See you. See Bye. <laughs> that was cool. Good meeting him and uh, his friend or sister or something like that. Let me just refresh and let me see if this has solved the map thing. Hey. Brian. My guy. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing, man? What was your name? Um, I'm Aaron. Aaron. Hey, nice to be Aaron. Yeah. How's how's it been going? Good. 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 Yeah, yeah that's that's I, all. I I just applied to the Discord today. Hey, good, good, good. And how'd you go? Yeah. Did, they, did they let you in? Have they accepted you? Well, I forgot to do the why on the on the. Are you one hundred percent sure that you're yep. going to heaven? So I, I just, uh, I finished that up. Cool. Just so how, like how sure couple, are you? Oh, hundred. Right, right, right. Nice. Yeah. And I think is, is Carissa maybe chatting to you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, awesome. Uh, also, the two reasons question. Uh, what was So that person who trusts in Jesus plus asking for forgiveness, where would they end up? Uh, hell. Yeah, and why? Because they're not trusting in, well, because they're trusting in both themselves and what Jesus yeah. did in, that, right in Christ. Yeah, exactly. So it's not fully Jesus, it's Jesus plus that works. They get sent to hell. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's good, yeah. man. I think, well, I think they're probably the questions that Chris will want to clarify. And so she will probably let you into the server now, which is awesome. 
Yeah. Sweet. But did you have any questions you wanted to ask, man? Um, not really. I well, there was one. Yep. And you can say no, but can I be in a thumbnail? <laughs> <laughs> i have to see like usually like like bright and exciting ones your screen is very dark man <laughs> i i can throw the lights out potentially potentially um if we get around to it can't guarantee it can't, can't guarantee it or anything okay, like that okay. but <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance there's it maybe a chance maybe a chance man. Okay. <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> awesome and do you go to a church yourself man oh uh, yeah i do yeah nice cool what kind of church do you go to um christian reformed oh nice awesome yeah i grew up actually yeah. going to a christian reformed church myself great nice. yeah i did the i did profession of faith uh two years ago so oh, that's awesome that's good yeah yeah i remember doing that doing the profession of faith yeah Let's go. You part of like, like a, a Bible study group there and stuff too? Small group. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Keep that up. Mm -hmm. It's awesome being part of a good local church. And you're getting into your Bible each day. Yep, I do. Um, before or uh, uh, in the morning, in my car before work, and then yeah. before I go to bed. Awesome, so. man. Keep that up. That's just gonna help you. Yeah. How you I, spiritually mature. Awesome. Yeah, I really wasn't on top of it until I started listening to you guys. So, oh, awesome. So, I like to, I don't know if you'll be offended by this, but I like to listen to you as I go to sleep because, like, because it's just like nice to chill out and, and, and just listen. And, oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, yeah, no, appreciate, appreciate the encouragement, man. And, um, praise God that people are being edified by the things that we do. Yeah, we're unworthy. Mm -hmm. We're unworthy servants, just doing what right. Christ commanded us to do. That's good. You should yep. join training, by the way, man. In fact, I, I didn't mention that to the others that I've chatted. You, sh you should join in training. It's a, if if you're interested, it's where we just yep. pair up and do some role plays of some conversations, just to get experience of knowing what to say. We'll even give you a script of what you can say, and then training you up, giving good answers, and then having chats, reaching people online for. For Christ, that's yeah. that's through like Discord, right? That's yeah, how so you do. In the Discord, there's a training channel. You'll see that now. The info is there. Read through that channel, and then just you can apply through it there. That's all free. Okay. Yeah. Great, dude. Awesome, man. Well, it's good seeing you, Aaron. Yeah, nice to nice to meet you, man. Awesome, dude. Look forward to hanging out with you in heaven as well. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> God good luck, you, man. Bro. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. That's encouraging. I'm meeting all these uh, people who've got a good grasp of the gospel and just hearing how they came to faith and how God's maturing them and so on. God is awesome. Okay, okay. Well, let's also add in, I think what we might do is we might add in a couple, a TikTok tag now as well. Let's see if we encounter anyone Cock tag, and let's go. I'm gonna disable this again. Here we go. Hey there. What's up? Can I ask you a question? 
Yeah, what's up? Hey, man, what do you think happens to us after we die? I don't think anybody knows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you believe there's a God? I feel like... I don't I have no idea. I really don't know. Okay. So I'll give you an example. My house here. Would you agree that someone had to build this house? Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's what I was going to get at. Like someone had to have made... The universe. The world, but there's no... And, and so, there's no way of knowing. Well... There's a way of knowing that there is a creator, just like there was a way of knowing that someone built the house. The house is the evidence of the builder. And so the universe is the evidence of a creator for it. You see? So what, what do you You believe in, like... Yeah, so uh, I, I do believe there's a creator then, and so then I think that the creator could also set rules for how we should live while we're inside of his universe. And so then after we die, we can get judged based on what we've done. So would you say that you've been a good person? Uh, not fully, no. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate your honesty. I don't think I'm a good person either. I'll give you an example. Have you ever told a lie before? Yeah. Yeah, I've told lies. Have you ever used bad language? Yeah. Yeah. Or even this. Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yeah. Right. And so if God was to judge you based on all those things, do you think that you'd be innocent or guilty? Uh, I'd probably be guilty. Right. Yeah. So if you're guilty, do you deserve to be rewarded or punished? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. Well, just like in society, if a criminal is found guilty in a court of law, he's not going to get a prize right. for that. He's right. going to get a right. punishment, isn't he? So, in so, way, so do you think you would get punished? I would deserve punishment. I've done bad things too. And so does that punishment sound like heaven or hell? Uh, hell. Yeah. Now, we, we we all deserve that, but thankfully there's a way not to go to hell so we don't have to end up there. What do you think that way would be? Uh, like, like repenting or something like that. Or saying sorry, yeah. Let's say in a court of law, a criminal was found guilty and he said sorry to the judge for the crime that he did. Would the judge just let him go free? No. Same with God. Even if we said sorry and told him we won't sin again, we've still got to be punished for what we've done before. So what we need instead is we need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone was to take 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? <clears throat> no. Right, so then if you don't have to end up in hell anymore, where do you get to go to? Uh, so you, right. you're Christian. I'm a Christian. And so that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. That's why he died on the cross and came back to life. Now, honestly, my life recently, I've been, I never, the way I was raised, I was never raised into like religion. Uh, like my whole family, for the most part, just thinks the same as me. Like, I don't know. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like life is too coincidental a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and there's just like, I feel like there's obvious signs. I think there too. is. You know, even when you look at the amazing complexity of the human body, you see how every organ and every muscle has a purpose and a function. Like it shows clear design there, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so therefore, if Jesus, though, is to take your punishment on your behalf, then where do you go when you die? Heaven. 
So why do you get to go to heaven? Uh, because of Jesus. Correct. So not because you've prayed or gone to church or done good things, but just because Jesus already took the punishment for you. But you have to accept that gift from Jesus, and that's simply by trusting in your mind that he's already died for everything bad you've done in the past and everything bad you do in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, but doesn't that does that ever make people think like they can just do whatever and then repent at the end of their life? Yeah, well, just remember, we don't go to heaven by repenting. We go to heaven by trusting he died for us. But the reason why it doesn't make you want to do more sins is because you're grateful to Jesus. Like, let's say someone rescued you from a burning building. Would you right. be grateful to them? Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to punch them in the face then, would you? No. So if Jesus saved you from a burning hell, what are you going to want to do for Jesus now then? Uh, I don't know. Thank him. Live yeah. for him. Do, yeah, the, yeah. do what he would want you to do. And not just go and do more bad things against Jesus and right. put more sins upon him, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does yeah. Sense. and so that's what motivates us to live better. But let's say today you do trust that Jesus died for your sin, but then tomorrow right. you do five more sins and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? I'm not sure. Well, with Jesus, do you think he only died for your past sins or also your future sins too? Uh, future. Correct. But I really don't know. Like, I, 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 why are you so convinced of Jesus? Because he's shown himself to be true. Looking at the ancient historical documents we have from the time, we can see right. that eyewitnesses definitely saw him die. He was put in a tomb, and on the third day, tomb's empty, and there's a lot of people now seeing him alive from the dead. Right? And so do you see the point that basically historical evidence confirms to us that this happened? Yeah. I just don't know, honestly. It's it's hard to sell me on, like, anything of that sort. Yeah, but just like this, if you want to know about any event from history, Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, Genghis Khan, what do you want to do? You want to actually go and you, you look at the historical documents from those times to see what right. the people saw and what, they, what, they, what happened. We've got more historical evidence of Jesus than we even do of any of those other figures. Right. Well, I'm not sure. Because it's so long ago that, like, Think how am I supposed to know someone even existed? Like, yeah, yeah, you'll find not a single, not not a single ancient historian would ever deny that Jesus, like, didn't exist. They would all say he definitely existed. They'd all say he definitely existed because the historical evidence is, is a lot. Think of Alexander the Great. He lived two thousand five hundred years ago. Right. Right. The earliest document we have recording him is from 300 years after his time. The really? earliest, yeah, the earliest account we have of Jesus is what within decades of his life, within decades. And so there's much earlier attestation to Jesus than there even is for Alexander the Great. Do you see that? So that's why we can know what yeah. happened in history from historical documents. Now, but we, so we agree that there's a creator, right? The universe mm -hmm. is so complex, let's have a creator. And, yeah, I would agree. And you'd yeah. agree that he would have rules for us to live by? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, 
gravity stuff like that yeah sure yeah okay but, yeah the, the physical laws yeah but i mean more like morals you notice how we as humans like no right yeah no i think there's something like life is very like it's hard to explain like when i do things that i know i'm supposed to be doing or that i know i'm not supposed to uh it's not even always morally just for myself i feel like life gives me signs like obvious signs that like, hey you feel guilty right when you do certain things you're like this hurts other people i don't want to do that right yeah. and that's that the fact that our creator has designed us that way to feel guilt when we do wrong shows that he must care about morality and he wants us to live a good way and not a bad way then but we know that people do bad things and people get away with it here and so why do you think god even made us though he made us to showcase how incredibly powerful he is so he makes a massive universe all these stars and galaxies so that he could be he could be shown to be incredibly powerful but he also made humans in his image we're made as image bearers of god to reflect god to creation and that we might live the way he would want us to in his universe and yet we do a very poor job with that when we do all, all these bad things and so then God knew that people would do bad, so he had already created a hell as a demonstration of his justice, but he also created a heaven and a plan of Jesus dying for us to demonstrate his mercy and his kindness to humans. Yeah. So so you would agree then that there would be, since people get, a, people get away with doing bad stuff now, the creator will hold people to account at the end of their life. Would you agree with that? I'm not sure. Not too sure about that. Well, notice how we have a sense of justice. Right? We don't like it when criminals get away with crimes. Right. That sense of justice must come from God. And so if people are getting away with crimes now, then a good God who's just will make sure they get held responsible in the end. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. And so what? from that, we figured out, okay, there's a creator. He would care about how we live and we've done wrong. And so what solution would there be so that you and I don't have to end up in the place of punishment we deserve? Uh, Jesus. It's just Jesus. You're right. Someone bearing our sins. And Jesus. So you, would you say like in a way we, we kind of are God if he created us? Not quite. We are made in his image. I know we don't have like God like powers, but it's like is everything God? No. Like if he made it we're creations of work? God. We're creations of God, but we're not God himself. Just like this. If you go and make a painting, is the yeah. painting you or is the painting a creation of you? Uh creation. Yeah. So the painting doesn't become you. It's just something that you've produced. And so in the same way, God made the universe. We don't become God then. We're just a creation of God. We're made by him. What's your thoughts on, like, what's the afterlife like? Like, if you do go to heaven, like, what do you think that would look like? Oh, it's Is what you think is unfathomable? Yeah. Any sort of descriptions we might even describe is not even going to do it justice. <laughs> it's going to be so much better. But it is going to be a brand new earth. 
It's not just a place where you're floating in the clouds. You're going to have a new body there, but a body that will last forever. A body that doesn't die. Right? And so because of that, um, you're going to be feasting in heaven. There's going to be food there. You're going to be described streets paved with gold. But the best thing about heaven is not just those things are going to be there. It's the fact that you're with God, who is infinite and glorious in every way. It's never going to be dull or boring because you're with an infinite God. Yeah, and that's why I don't want you to miss out on the pleasure and, the, and whatever God's got in store for us in heaven. And I definitely don't want you to go to the other place, place right. of eternal right. suffering. So then wouldn't it make sense for you to trust that Jesus took the punishment for your sin? Yeah, but I've also always kind of thought uh, religion, like uh, not every religion, but especially Christianity, like religions with a hell, it's a big, like, like scaring to believing you. It's like, oh, I'm going to believe in Christianity because I don't want to go to hell. Like, It's, it's not that, hmm, it's like this. Jails are designed to be places you don't want to go to because they should act as a thing like, it's scary to go to jail. I don't want to have to go there. My liberty is curtailed. Therefore, I'm not going to break the law. That's going to get me sent to jail. Right? And so it makes sense then. God creates a hell as a deterrent so that people don't do the bad things. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. So like, that just kind of makes sense. It's just, there's no, like, like, why wouldn't God just, like, show us, like, hey, like, you know, say what's up or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So he has, like, 2,000 years ago. Literally, Jesus is God. So he showed up 2,000 years ago on this earth, in the not in private, but in public. Heaps of people saw him. And he did the miracles to prove it. So he's already he's already come. And we can read about the historical accounts. But Jesus will one day show up again. He's going to come on the clouds. And that's going to be the day of judgment. When he comes back, not to die on the cross, but to judge the world. And if you haven't trusted in Jesus for, before that time, you get sent to hell. you got to bear your own punishment. What do you think about people like... Okay, let's say I'm born in, like, the Middle East, and I don't really have access to technology, and I believe in a different religion. And I never have, like, the opportunity to, like, hear from people like you or hear about Christianity online. Would they be sent to hell for not believing in Jesus? The reason why someone goes to hell is not because they haven't heard, but because they've done sins because the punishment for any sin is hell. Now, if someone doesn't hear of Jesus, that's true. They won't ever go to heaven because they don't have a savior. But like it's like this. If you got if you sped on the road and you got given a $200 speeding fine. And I was actually willing to pay your speeding fine for you. If you simply let me know, I would have paid it for you. But you didn't know that I was willing to do that for you. So was it unjust for you to have to pay your own speeding fine? Uh, no. No, because you still sped. You got to get what you deserve. And so it's right, not- but also t- the math doesn't like add up. 
I, I spend what like 80 years max probably here and then eternity for whatever I did here. The math doesn't even add up. So in hell, you're saying eternity in hell. Yeah, this is why I think it does make sense why a short life, even 80 years of life here, makes a person deserving of eternity in hell is because who we're sinning against. If you were to step on a leaf outside your house, is anyone going to care about that? No. No, but if you were to step on someone's head outside your house, people would start caring about that. You right, might go to prison right. for that, right? But if you step on the president's head, you might get shot even, you know, you get go to prison for a longer time. It's the same action, but to whom it's done against is different. And as the person's authority increased, so did the punishment. And so when we sin against God, we're, we're, when we sin at all, we're actually primarily sinning against God. And so since God is infinite in his authority, he can set the punishment to be forever in hell. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of shitty, though, like, of him to do that. I don't think so. I think it makes sense because in hell, do you think the people there are going to be like, oh, I love you, God? Or do you think they're going to be angry and still hating God there? Uh, angry. And right, so but even I've heard this before. But just if, one sec. So if they're still angry with God, they're still breaking God's law by not loving him as they ought to, and so they're still sinning in hell. So why would they ever be let out if they're continuing to break God's law? Yeah, but he's he's kind of like forcing them into sinning if he does that, you know? And I forgot what I was going to say. Not really, because remember, they're getting what they justly deserve. It's not right that a... So if someone's like... If someone's in hell and they repent to God there, would they... Or is it just so bad that they like they never would? Or... Yeah. Well, this is the thing, is that there's no option of forgiveness. God doesn't have to offer us forgiveness in hell. He's offering it now. And if someone doesn't want it or doesn't hear about it, they have to get their justice for all eternity. They're never going to be offered mercy in hell. But plus, I don't think they'd... Like, they may be wanting it, but they there's just no option for it. And that's why it's just so urgent for you to trust that Jesus died for your sin even from today then, wouldn't you say? I don't know. It's, it's, a, real, it's a big scare into it, you know? That's, I've always thought that. Well, it's a good thing. Like when you get cancer, right? Uh, if you get right. cancer, if you don't acknowledge you get, you've got the disease, you're not going to take the cure, are you? And so yeah. your doctor is going to say to you, if, if, if you're like, no, nah, I'm doc, I'm fine. I don't have cancer. He's going to tell you, hold up. If you don't treat this immediately, you've only got six months to live. He's going to scare you. Why? Because that's reality. If you, if you don't treat it, you're going to be dead. And so hell is a reality that Jesus warns us of because we've sinned against him. Justice must be satisfied. And so he warns us of hell so that we might drive us to embrace the good news of Jesus dying for our sins so we don't have to go to hell. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm hard to convince, man. You know, religion is a very heavy topic. <laughs> hey, hey, no, it's good. It's good you're thinking about this, man. I really appreciate that you're thinking about it. No, I, I have been for a while and not necessarily even Christianity in general, just being like moral, like... Yeah. I want to be a better person, you know? 
good. I'm glad you do. But at the same time, you know that you haven't lived perfectly. You have done things that are bad, just like I have. And so you are going to be held responsible for all those bad things you've done. And that would still be sent to hell. You'd be sent to hell. So why wouldn't you want to accept this good news that Jesus is offering to pay for that so you don't have to go to hell? Um, it's just hard to believe, honestly. I don't think like I, I could believe I could believe the whole God part, but I, it's just it, to me it is hard to believe. But I think when you look at the evidence, you'll see there's a lot of evidence for Jesus' death, his resurrection from the dead. If you look into the evidence, you'll see, yeah, this is obvious. This actually happened. This is true. But notice, I don't think you've done that because. To trust that Jesus died for your sin, you know that this is going to cause a lifestyle change. Right. It means you can't, you don't want to look at porn anymore. You don't want to swear. You don't want to put yourself first. You now want to put God first in your life. And that's often what holds people back because they know it's going to change their lifestyle. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. But think of it this way. Um, if someone today offered you a drink, and they said, this drink's going to taste really nice, you know, you give a good feeling for about half an hour, but it's also got poison in it, and so it's going to severely cripple you for the rest of your life. Would you drink that drink? No. No, of course not. The short-term gain is not worth the long-term pain. And that's the same thing. Even though you might like living life your own way now, it's not worth that short-term gain to have a long-term pain in hell. You see, yeah. Plus, you're living in someone else's universe. We both acknowledge this is not our universe; it's God's universe, the Creator's universe. So, living His way is what we ought to do if we're in His in His house or in His universe. But what, like, I just don't get why if someone hasn't heard of Christianity, they can't go to heaven. There's a lot of people who just don't even aren't even they never hear of that. And if you're concerned about those people, what do you do? You, first of all, believe in Christianity for yourself, and then you go and tell others. That's exactly what I'm doing, trying to tell others about Christianity so they can go to heaven. Right? Yeah, but that's just not like, that's what every religion does. It's not going to get everyone to believe in it. But in the other religions, they don't have the good news like we do. They don't have anyone in any other religion who's willing to die for your sins. So they don't have any good news to share. But in Christianity, we do. Now, if, uh, let's say, you're, you're, have you ever noticed in the airplane, they, they often tell you that if, if the oxygen goes low, they'll, put a, they'll drop a mask down so that you can keep breathing, right, right? right? Now, what do they always say? Put your own mask on first before helping others, right? And so I think that's the same thing. You need to embrace this good news, and then you can help others to help tell them how to put their mask on, how, how, to, how to trust in Jesus to pay for their sin. I don't know. Honestly, uh, I'm kind of half like I, I have mixed views on it. I think it could be true, but I also think that it, Christianity was just created as like a way for people to be morally right as humans. The only thing is that there's no evidence to say that's why Christianity came about. Instead, why we, if we look at the historical evidence, we know why Christianity came about. Because this man called Jesus of Nazareth, he did some amazing things, which nobody could do. Walk on water, heal sick people, 
raise people back to life and even come back to life himself from the dead three days after he died. That's where Christianity came from, from events that happened in history, which we can still know about from eyewitness accounts from that time. It's not about morality then. It's about God coming into his own creation, which he can do. If we, if we both believe that God can make an amazing universe like this, he can come into his own creation and do miracles, don't you think? Yeah. That's what he did. He showed up. But notice people, even in Jesus' day, hated him and killed him because Jesus was going to inconvenience how they would have to live. They wanted to sin and do whatever they wanted, and they, and they killed him. My hope is that you won't do the same. and Say, look, even though he's already showed up, I don't care about him. I want to live life my own way. It didn't turn out well for those people back then. It won't turn out well for you if you reject Jesus. Because he will come back one day, man. God will hold you responsible for your lifestyle. Think about how many bad thoughts you've had in your mind of people. How many times you might have lusted after someone you're not married to. Even. God's going to bring all those thoughts and actions into the light on Judgment Day. That's going to be scary. Right? Yeah, again, it's like it's just so hard to believe because there's such a, so much emphasis on the fear. Like that's what but, carries religion. No, 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 but fear is a good thing. Fear will prevent you from jumping off a cliff without a parachute. No, fear will prevent you from running onto the road with your eyes closed. Fear will prevent you from putting your hand on a hot stove. Fear is a good thing, not a bad Let's thing. Let's say... It, it just doesn't make sense to me either how, how that works, how you have to be Christian. Like, let's say I lived, like, I listened to what you said today, right? And for, for somehow the rest of my life, I was, like, the best person uh, Christian-wise, like, morally-wise. Like, I did everything right. I would still go to hell. If you don't trust in what Jesus did, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you were perfect from now on, does that fix all the past bad things you've done in life? No. And but so you've got to be held responsible for it. Definitely outweigh it. And it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. But it does. Think of it in society. Let's say a criminal does five crimes last year. But this year he's done 20 good things. Are the police just going to ignore his crimes? No. But... No. Even though his good actions outweigh his bad doesn't matter. He still gets punished for his crimes. That's justice. Good deeds don't fix bad. And that's why living better cannot solve your problem. You need a savior who can take your punishment. Do you see that? I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to do. Because you, are you willing to come to that point where you realize that you're a, a bad person in the sight of God? That you haven't lived as you ought to have lived? Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. Right. So then if we both believe there's a God and we know that he, he's, he cares about morality because he's given us a conscience in our own brain, then he's going to hold you responsible for those bad things that you know you've done in life. I don't know. I really don't. It's, I'm, I'm hard to convince. I understand, I understand because the pull of sin is strong. Sin loves to convince us that it's good to live life our own way but we know how unfulfilling it is which is why we have to keep sinning again and again and even worse 
because it doesn't give us as much of a high as last time it gave us one. God's way is better for us, right? You could choose to drive on the road, breaking all the road rules, going on the opposite side of the road instead of the right way. And it's going to be dangerous for you and for other people. It's actually not good to break the road rules. Keeping the road rules is going to make it safer for you and for other drivers. And so God's rules are good for us. They prevent you from doing a lot of things that's going to bring pain for yourself or others. Yeah, but that, that comes back to, like, how, how do you know, like, historical evidence wasn't changed or anything like that? It's been thousands of years. Yeah, this is how. Good question. Because as soon as these documents were written, they were immediately duplicated and spread throughout the whole world. And so we've discovered 5,600 manuscript copies of the New Testament in the original languages, original language, and, and therefore we can see that it hasn't changed over that time. It stayed the same. I don't know. It's hard to believe, especially but, like... But the evidence is there. I'm just, are you willing to look into the evidence? Yeah, I'll look into it. I'm actually interested now. But um, like it's just hard to believe any anything of the sorts that a large group is telling you. Because like the news stations, I, I live in the U.S. I don't, I don't know where. I'm from Australia. So. Yeah, yeah. Australia, I'm from the U.S. <clears throat> But like most, a lot of people trust the news. Like they believe in the news. But all like ninety percent of the news stations, especially where I live, are all owned by one company, and it's so easy to like choose what's said to people. You know? Yeah, and I think that's it's not parallel to what we have though. Two thousand years ago, we've got all sides of history recording about Jesus. Right, all sides of history. That's why you won't even find a single ancient historian who would say that Jesus is not real. They would all say, yes, he's definitely real. Because all sides, even the official Roman historians record about Jesus and the fact he got crucified by Pontius Pilate. Right? So yeah, but how do you know <clears throat> that wasn't faked? Like, well, very simply because, you... so if, it's, if we've got all sides of history recording, not just one side, but all sides recording this event, and the Romans were experts in the art of crucifixion, they knew when someone was dead. So he was definitely dead. He's definitely buried. In fact, there was even a whole group of soldiers guarding the tomb, big stone over the front. On the third day, tomb's empty. All these people are now saying we've seen him alive. He's appearing to many people. The best explanation is that he really did die and come back to life from the dead. Because if God is able to make a big universe like the one we live in, which we both agree upon, then isn't he powerful enough to come down into his own creation and to die and come back to life. Yeah, sure. And so, therefore, you shouldn't you shouldn't have any but, kind of bias against this. You should be like, okay, well, if they've got good historical evidence of this, I'm going to believe that. It's just it's hard to believe history. Like, how do you know history is real? Yeah, because it's the same reason why. Because um, basically, historians have developed a, a criteria which they use to judge whether a document is accurate or whether it's been mm -hmm. made up. So how many copies do we have of it? How early was it written? So is there multiple attestation? Is there embarrassing facts in it that would incriminate the authors, which shows that it's actually more likely true and all those sort of things. So you apply that criteria to the accounts of the resurrection of Jesus. They're found to be historically valid.
and so man this is worth it it's worth it to say hey look i know i deserve punishment for what i've done and let that terrify you for a bit fear is a good thing remember right fear will get you out of danger into safety right if you're crossing the road and i and a speeding truck was coming your way you didn't realize and so i said hey watch out there's a truck coming your way your fear of getting hit by that truck is, is going to mean that you're not going to stand there you're going to move out the way aren't you right and so you're in that situation where you know god is going to judge you one day he's going to hold you responsible for all the bad things you've done that should terrify you to embrace the only person who's willing to die for you no one else in any other religion is willing to take your punishment it would make more sense from the other religions perspectives because you know you get what you get well that means they go to hell you go to hell if you've done bad you get what you deserve which is hell and that's an option if you reject jesus yeah you're going to hell for all the bad things you've done forever but you don't want that i know you don't want that i don't want that for you either right? you don't want to get hit by the truck and so you move out to save even if it was your own fault for walking onto the road when you shouldn't have walked on the road it's your own fault that doesn't mean i'm going to say oh he should get hit no you move out the way even if it's your own fault for being in the wrong place in the wrong time and so we've done the wrong thing Right. God's offering you a solution. So you should accept that solution. I don't know. I really don't. I'm, I, I've been talked to a lot of times about I mean, half of my family is Christian. Okay. So I've had some like some deep talks. It's just, it's hard for me to believe, seriously. You, you say that, but I don't think, but you haven't given like a reason why. I think I think the underlying reason is you know how this incon may inconvenience your lifestyle, that this will cause a behavior change. Would you agree that's probably the, the underlying reason that's holding you back? Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same for me before I became a Christian. I loved living life my own way. But then you think about it for a while and you think, it actually doesn't really satisfy living life your own way. And what have I got to show for it at the end of my life anyway? Nothing. And I then saw that eternity matters most. A cup of pleasure is not worth an ocean of pain. Right? Yeah, I get it. But this this would have been like every time someone's told me about Christianity, it's always is it's not worth it. But there, I just don't. It doesn't see, it doesn't even make sense. Like, why would he give us eternal suffering? To show uh, we've answered that before one one reason because you're sinning against infinite god second reason you're still sinning in hell and third reason to act as a big deterrent if in your society let's say wherever you happen to live in america there was a lot of crime going on a certain particular crime if the government wanted to stamp it out they would probably raise the punishment for that action to be a greater punishment to act as a deterrent so that people don't do yeah. crime. and so but make but the, the difference in between that is like the, you get to see the punishment that people get with religion i don't get to see what happens to someone once they die there's no evidence of it well, at there the end. well there is evidence in fact you'll um you'll see it for all eternity but there is evidence even now like if you visited australia right you came over to australia where i live right you haven't 
seen the jails or anything in Australia, but you would automatically know there must be jails here because there's laws. If there's laws, there must be punishment for breaking the laws. Otherwise, there's no point having the laws. And so in the same way, we don't see hell yet, but we get to see the fact that there is laws. There's morals in our mind, a conscience that we have, which therefore implies a place of punishment that the yeah, but people too. People also have like way different morals depending on how you raise. There can be there can be some differences here and there, but at the same time, the very fact that we're still moral beings shows that our creator made has made us as moral. So therefore, he must have a place for those who act immoral. Well, that's because we're like born into a world where we're forced to be moral. You know what I mean? Well, no, I don't think it's a, a world that we're forced to be moral, but it's. I think yes, there are governments that we get, help we get, help enforce morality. That's good, and I think that's a good thing that there's morality. Otherwise, it would be a horrible right. place. To I'm not saying it's a. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right, but the reason why is not because we're just like inventing that, but because that's how God made us as people who care about our behavior and care about how we should treat other people. That's just how God made us. And so if he's made us that way, he will punish those who, who've broken his law. And that's not just murderers. That's those who've had sex before marriage or swore or been drunk or lusted after women or been selfish, like all of us. It, it just doesn't make sense, though, that just because I believe in this I don't get any punishment. But you see how it does make sense? Like, if you had that $200 speeding fine and I decide to pay all $200 for you, how much is left for you to pay? None. Right. So if Jesus takes all of the help... Why'd you pay it, though? You know? As a gift. I could pay it as a gift to you, man, as a generous, generous thing for you. And so if Jesus takes 100% of your hell punishment, pays it on your behalf, there's no hell left for you to get then, right? Uh, I, I, it's just, it's hard to believe, seriously. It really is. Like, I know you're saying it, it's lifestyle changes, but it's more than that. It's, but you haven't presented just, a good reason. I think it's that underlying reason that just keeps raising its nosy head every now and then, right? Where you're like, I want to live life my own way. All these other things you've been bringing up, they're questions, and they're good questions that you've asked. I'm really glad you're asking them. But there's answers to all of them, as you've seen, and reasonable answers, logical ones. Nothing in what you've shown shows that Christianity is just, just doesn't make any sense or it's completely false. No, I mean, it's, it's believable, but it's not like I'm not like I'm hard to be convinced. I understand. I understand. So is the person who is addicted to drugs. It's hard to convince them to take to say no to the drugs, but you hope that they're seeing that the short term gain of the high is not worth the long term pain that's going to affect and fry their brain. As a result of the of the drugs, right? I'm hoping this short-term gain of sin you're gonna see is not worth eternal torment. Even after a million years of being in hell, there's still no way out. So, just remind me. Just remind, based on what I shared with you, does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? Yeah. Yes. So, so basically, uh, I said. So to to a degree. To a degree. What do you mean by that? You have to be like moral and believe in Jesus. The, the answer is actually no, because with Jesus, he does it as a gift to you. If someone gives you a gift, do you have to pay for it yourself? 
okay, so then that, I, I want to ask this again. So if I'm unmoral, but I believe in Jesus, I would just go to heaven? Well, because I think we're all immoral. We've all done sinful things. But yes, if you were the worst person alive, but then you came to trust that Jesus died for your sin, you'd be going to heaven. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to want to continue being immoral. But yeah, we are immoral. But if we believe in him, we're saved. And as a result, we strive to live better just as a way of saying thank you, but not as a way to go to heaven. Do you see that? That's why it's so amazing. It's a gift. It's not based on follow this set of rules, do this, do that, because that's we can't follow them. We fail. It's based on the fact that Jesus has already taken the punishment as a gift to us. You see that? Yeah. So then what would happen if a friend said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? Uh, depends on if they believe in Jesus. Right. Well, based on what he said, though, was that friend trusting in Jesus to go to heaven or was he trusting in himself? Himself. So which means he doesn't have Jesus dying for him. So where does he go? Yeah, it's just like, he goes like to hell, right? can, you see, can, can you see where I'm coming from, though? Like, it really does seem like Christianity, they, it's a big scare into believing it. No, it's not that it's a big scare to believe. It. It's that hell is a reality because that's justice. But Christianity provides a solution to the fact that we deserve that hell. Right? It's, it's the way out. Um, it's like if you're, if you're, in, you're in, on the Titanic, right? It's hit the iceberg. It's sinking. And people and everyone's like, it's we're sinking, we're sinking. Get onto the life raft. You're like, stop scaring me. Stop scaring. No, they're wanting to because you're on the boat that's sinking. The life raft, they're telling you about it because that's the solution to the sinking boat. And so we cause the problem. We've sinned. Hell's a reality. Christianity's a solution so we don't have to go to hell. So you like you believe that like all um like um, any like Muslims are going to hell? Well, if they don't have the life raft of Jesus saving them, then they go to hell for their own sins. Which is why I share this amazing message with them. Say, hey, come on the boat with me, man. Come to trust in Jesus that he died for your sin and you can find that forgiveness because there's no life raft on that side of the boat over there. Were you born into Christianity? No. I, I, I did have Christian parents and so on. I raised in a Christian family, but I wasn't born. No one's born a Christian because you have to personally choose to believe it at some stage of your life. And for right. myself, that happened at about the age of 15 when I, I investigated the claims of Jesus. I read through the entire New Testament to see what it had to say. And I saw that it made logical sense. It was consistent and historical. And I saw that it provided the solution to my biggest problem that I haven't lived perfectly. I've done things wrong in my life, so I should be punished. But Jesus is the solution for that. So I believe in him from that moment on. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's not like fair at all to any other person who's born into like other religions. It's very, like you really can be born into a religion, I think. No, because I know people who, I chat to Muslims, chat to Hindus, atheists, whatever it is, they might have been taught certain things growing up, but then when they hear this message, some of them change their mind and say, yeah, I'm going to believe what you're saying, and they reject whatever they might have brought up believing. 
And you've got to hear this man today. You can be like them, embracing this good news. So let me ask you this. What if you had another friend who said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. The first reason is because Jesus died for my sin. And the second reason is because I think I'm a good person. Would he go to heaven or hell? Uh, heaven. Now, is he trusting only in Jesus to get him into heaven? Um, no. No, he's thinking it's 50% Jesus and 50% himself in being a good person. So then does he really believe that Jesus died for all of his sins? Uh, no. No, so where does he go? To hell. Yeah. So we have to trust that it's simply what Jesus did. Nothing about you going to church, praying, or doing good things. We just do those things as a result. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I really don't. It's so, like... Now, let me ask you, do you know when you're going to die? Uh, no. Could be today, <clears throat> could be tomorrow, could be in 100 years. We don't know when, right? So if you happen to die today and you stood before your creator and he judged you based on everything you've done, where would God have to send you? To hell. But it just, it really doesn't make sense. How is that my fault if God made me? Because didn't you choose to sin in your life? Yeah, but if, right, but then if I just choose to believe in Jesus, that changes everything. It's, that's like, not everyone can do that, and most people don't. But you've been provided with this opportunity, and so you're going to actually be held responsible for what you do with this opportunity. If you end up saying, no, I don't want to believe in Jesus, that he died for me, you're going to receive even, even worse of a punishment in hell because you knew the way to be forgiven compared to those who never get to hear. Can I ask you a question? Sure, man. So this is like, this is wild to me. I don't know why this has been happening at all, but it's like anytime I do anything bad for myself and I don't, I'm not like, I, I really try to be off my phone a lot and stuff like that. I don't check the time much. And I kind of like right now I live alone actually. Like okay. my mom's, my mom's gone for like, a month i'm here alone oh, wow. but anytime i do anything bad for myself uh, i'll look at the clock and it'll be like weird numbers like 11 11 or nine on the dot it okay. is weird yeah. i don't know what's up with that it's been kind of yeah yeah i don't know not sure I'm not sure maybe uh, yeah kind of explain what that would be it could be your conscience weighing on you saying hold up i know i've been doing some things i shouldn't be doing and that's just maybe yeah, I feel like it's, it's another mental. sign, another sign from God, right? Maybe this is a wake-up call. This is God's allowed this conversation to happen so that you could hear this amazing message, and this will give you true joy. Sin doesn't really bring you joy; it may give you momentary happiness, and then it's going to bring you straight back down, and probably bring some guilt along the way and shame. This will be a, a, a relief, a weight off your shoulders if you trust that Jesus took your punishment and you can look forward to the infinite joy God's got in store for you in heaven. Okay, but are there other religions that say, like, similar things, like if you don't believe in ours, like ours is the right one? Other religions may say 
yeah, no, theirs is exclusive. This is the only one that's true. And that's why thankfully God's made us with a logical brain and we can examine to see, well, which one is right? And you can see in all the other religions like Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, they'll tell you, try to do more good things in life than bad things. And hopefully, fingers crossed, maybe you might go to heaven. They have no certainty, even under their own religion. But then you just look at it from a logical perspective and you say, well, that's unjust. If a judge let a criminal go free because he did more good actions compared to crimes, is that a good judge or a bad judge? Yeah, I'm serious. Um, I, judge, I just, I don't know. I, I'm personally, I've actually never believed in like any religion. You know, I just, yeah. I'm fine with not knowing. But I think you know, but you want to remain in that almost I don't know category because then you think it gives you more freedom to be able to you choose how to live rather than following a set of rules that the creator might have set for you. Do you see that? Yeah, but I, in a way, I feel like religion is kind of like control. Like, like it, okay, let's say like in the Middle Ages, like religion was used literally to control people. How do you know it's not on a much larger scale now? Because if when you look at the origins of Christianity, now maybe some religions are used to control, but when you look at Christianity and the origins of Christianity, it's not about control. It's about this man, Jesus of Nazareth, as I mentioned, and what he did in dying and rising from the dead and calling people to trust in him. So did Christianity just not exist before Jesus? Christianity didn't exist before Jesus, but Judaism so existed. So, oh, so you didn't believe in Judaism? Yeah, then, Judaism or... was like a, it's like a precursor to Christianity. It leads into Christianity. Okay. It's basically, Judaism believes the Old Testament. We as Christians believe the Old Testament plus the New Testament. And so Christianity, you can almost say, is like Judaism completed or Judaism fulfilled. Right? All the prophecies pointing to the Messiah in the Old Testament are fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so you're in your mum's house, right? Does she set right. house rules? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't no, you... not really. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really? She says do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> She's like, keep, keep the dog alive and stay alive. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> If you're in your mum's house, I'm sure there's some rules. Maybe you can't put your muddy feet up on the couch. You can't yeah, damage yeah, things, sure. all those sort of things. And so you don't say, hey, mum, you're just trying to control me by saying that I can't put my muddy feet up on the couch. No, you say, look, it's your house, mum. I'm going to respect your house rules. And so if we're in the creator's universe, we don't say, hey, you're trying to control me, creator. We say, oh, your universe, your rules. You see? I don't know. I've, I, it's it's hard. I, understand. I don't know. Because if you go from I was the boss of my life to now God's the boss, yeah, that's that's a change. It's a big change. But I think it's one you should go to because if you all of a sudden started saying, because your mom's gone away for a month, if you all of a sudden started thinking that you own the house and so you disregard her house rules, when she comes back, she's going to be mad at you, right? Right, right. And so if God's, God's not here at the moment on this earth, you might say, but he is coming back one day. 
and if we've disregarded his rules in the meantime, he's going to come back and he's, he's going to be angry and unleash wrath upon us. We've already done what's bad, though. We've already broken his rules. Amazing that he's offering us amnesty at the moment, mercy, forgiveness, if we would trust that Jesus died for us. I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I think I think this is a big wake-up call for you, man. Big wake-up call. I encourage you to get into your Bible to see what it says. Do you have one at home? Um, yeah. It's, I don't even know where it's at. Okay, yeah. You can download one if you can't find your physical one. This is the one I use to read the Bible in the App Store or online at the website esv.org. It just stands for English Standard Version. Where you should begin, though, don't begin in the start of the Bible. Begin in the book called John, which is in the second half. It gives you like a good introduction to what Jesus said and what he did, written by someone who was there, who saw these events take place. Are you open to reading through, like the book of John, to see what it has to say? Yeah, I'll, I'll read through it. Good. Sure. Yeah, man, I think it'll be good. Maybe read even like a chapter or two each day. You'll make your way through it, and it'll be so helpful for you. And I want you to have that peace that I have. I want you to have the joy that I have, where you don't have to resort to going from one sin to the next sin to try and find some happiness. You can have a contentment that will make you say, look, I can say no to that because God's got something better for me coming, and I can wait for that. It's like being offered... Like one dollar now, or ten thousand dollars next week. You'd say no, I don't need the one dollar. I can say no to that because I get the ten thousand coming next week. Yeah, but like all, a lot of the things, analogies you say are these can be proven. Like I can, and I think like there's no proven as well with Jesus. He's proven it. He hasn't just said believe me, and he just dies, and that's the end of it. He says, believe me, and I'll prove it to you. He dies and rises from the dead. And you can read about that in John. I really don't know. I, I may even read through it and I'll be convinced. Um, yeah, I'm hoping you will be convinced, man. And I look forward to then celebrating in heaven with you, man. Uh, I really don't know. I don't like. Know. I understand. I, I'm probably I'm not the most like morally right person, but I don't think like I don't know. You're thinking you don't deserve hell. Is that what you was about to say? Yeah. Just like that. When if you say, "Hey, doc, I don't think I've got cancer," he's like, "Look, a little sign show that you do." If you, if you if you don't acknowledge the cancer, you won't take the cure or the treatment. And so, if you don't acknowledge you deserve hell, you're not going to accept what Jesus did. And so, what should you do to make you realize you deserve hell? Don't compare yourself to criminals, because that's not what God's going to compare you with. He's not going to compare you with a murderer down the street. He's comparing you with His perfect standard. And He says, "You shall not lie." How many times did you think you've lied in your life? I don't even know. Right. How many times do you think you've swore? 
Like, yeah, how many times do you think you've lusted after someone? Uh, a few times. Yeah. Think about how many times you've just been selfish and cared more about yourself than others. Yeah. yeah. This is just scratching the surface. You know, we're adding up to hundreds, thousands, if not millions of sins that we've done in our life. We definitely deserve hell. God says you just do one sin, you deserve hell, and we've done millions. I don't know, because it's just, why would he not just show us? It's the same reason why the builder of my house doesn't need to show himself to you. You already know the builder is real because the house is. And so you don't need God to come down and say, hey, look, this is me. The universe already shows his existence. And he's already come down 2,000 years ago in the person of Jesus. Your mum doesn't need to be your mum doesn't need to be home right now for you for you to know I should still keep her house rules. Right. right. So you don't need God to come down right now and say I know I should keep Yeah, her. but I've never I've never I've I know my mom. Yeah. I don't, I don't know God. Yeah, but you're still living in his universe. Right. So even if you were renting somewhere and you've never met the landlord. And he still writes you a letter, said, these are the instructions for living in my house. You never met him. You still comply with him. I don't know. I, I, I've honestly, I'm kind of fine with not knowing. No, but you do know. It's not It's not an issue if you don't know. You know. I don't know. See, see, I really don't. I think you see the cost is high. The change of lifestyle. Is holding you back, right? But it's uh, that, but also it's more than that. It's like it's a lot of like sacrifice for what if what if it's not real? And then you'll say something along the lines of like, "Yeah, but it could be real," you know. I've heard just, that a lot. And not just it was, could be. We got good, solid historical evidence proving that it is the death and the resurrection of Jesus conclusively shows it. So we're not just saying, hey, possibly this is something you should investigate. We're saying, this is true, man. Look into I had to look in for myself, and that's what convinced me of its truthfulness. And I'm hoping that you will. If you make this your highest priority to sort this out, because you don't know how long you got left on this earth. Yeah, I, re I really don't know, though. Like... I truly don't like. What don't you know? When you say you don't know, what are you like, saying you don't know? I have a very strong mind. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but like, like when you when you're telling me these things, I can envision them and believe them, but that doesn't mean like I tr that's truly what I believe. You know, like I'm still like I don't know. Maybe we it just goes black when I die, or it's some crazy. Like I don't know. But there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence that it just goes black. But there is evidence that it, it goes to a heaven. There is evidence it would just go black, though. What evidence like is there? Not even black. There'd be nothing. But what, what evidence would... is there of that? Death. Like, there's, yeah, but there's we, no we, evidence of we both, going to heaven or hell, though. No, there is, then. This is. If we've got the evidence of someone who died and come back to life, and we can show that conclusively happened, 
We've got evidence mm -hmm. of heaven and hell. We don't have evidence that there's nothing after we die. So we're not even on an even playing field as a 50-50. We've got the weight of evidence is so much more stronger on the, on the area of there being an afterlife, a heaven and a hell. Both logic, logical evidence and also historical evidence. Okay, ooh, I have a question. Uh, what do you think? Like, do you think uh, this might seem like a little kid question, but I've thought about this a lot. It, what, what about like animals? What happens to them? Yeah, so animals aren't made in God's image, so they're not moral like we are. So therefore, when they die, they could just it could be the end of them. So what has like what has you convinced that we're not just animals? Yeah, by the very fact that we are moral, so we feel guilty when we're doing bad we have court systems to punish wrongdoers and so there's a clear distinction between a human being and an animal right but that's just because we're like the top species honestly there's not there's bound to be a top species and so if, like if how the, do you know there couldn't the have been if the creators made us this way as moral beings we get morally held responsible as opposed to non-moral beings therefore they don't get held Responsible for moral, immoral. Okay, yeah, that does make sense. Man, it sucks to think that my my dog has no deeper thoughts than like food, food, food or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like thinking about that, man. Cause she she looks at me like she she really does like she be thinking and stuff, but she has like shiny eyes or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's a blessing that we get to enjoy things on this earth, like pets and stuff. But those are just a foreshadow of what God's got in store for us in heaven. He's got things even better than pets and other things that this earth offers us. You don't want to miss out on that, man. So, so just remind me then, um, based on what I've shared with you, if God was to ask, why should I let you into heaven, what should you say to him? Um, because I... Uh... Like I repented and I, let, I, I accepted Jesus, died for my sins. Now, do we go to heaven based on what we do for God or because of what he did for us? Uh, what we do for God. But what we've done or, for God is sin. Remember, we've done bad stuff. And good things don't fix bad things. Remember that? Okay. But it's based on what God did for us. And what did God do to save you from going to hell? Uh, Jesus. He sent Jesus to die for you. Yeah, exactly. So then if God was to ask us why we should go to heaven, our answer shouldn't point to because I I did this, I repented. I, Because we're pointing, in our, pointing to ourselves then, aren't we? What right. should our answer be if God asked you why should I let you into heaven? Because uh, Jesus died. Exactly. Jesus my sins. My sins. Exactly, man. That's it. That's okay. the right answer. Okay. And if that's what you're believing in, he could say, welcome to heaven. Enjoy paradise with me forever here. I'll definitely read. Like, I'm interested now. I'm probably going to hop off of Omega and actually go read about this. But Sounds good. I'm not promising I'll be convinced. Just Amen. saying. I, Do I don't know. I understand you can't. Notice that if you choose not to believe it, it's not my loss, it's your loss. You're being offered an amazing gift from Jesus. If you reject it, 
No skin off my back, no skin off Jesus' back, but skin off your back for all eternity. So hopefully you'll accept that kind gift. Do get into your Bible daily. That'll help you to read, help you to learn more and find out what, what Jesus had to say. But it's been such a good chat with you, man. All right, man. Uh, my name, my it's name nice Ryan. talking with you. What Ryan, you I'm Dexter. 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 Awesome, man. Hey, great meeting you, Dexter. If you feel free to reach out to me if you have any more questions, like even if you're reading, you're like, I'm not sure what to, to what this is all about. You can feel free to reach out to me like on Instagram or TikTok um, or whatever. It's needgod.net is the user username on that. Okay, yeah, I'll take a screenshot of that. Sounds good, man. Uh, I'll probably end up hitting you. All right, I appreciate sure. it, man. God bless you, man. Right. Thanks for the chat. See you. Yeah, you have a good night. Hey, praise God. That was an awesome conversation there with Dexter. And it's so true that what holds people back isn't, oh, there's not enough evidence or there's evidence against it. It's that underlying reason, I like life my own way. And he agreed with that. He actually agreed with that. And I'm so good that he did. I'm so happy he agreed with that and to see what was holding him back. And I'm hoping that he sees that it's not worth it to reject this amazing gift from Jesus. But it's infinite worth to accept it from the Lord. Hey, thank you. Um, thank you guys for praying for him as well. Praying for him. Because this is we're in a spiritual battle, aren't we? Spiritual battle for souls. God is one who converts. And so we can give him the truth and then we leave him in God's hands. I'm going to pray for him now. Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray for Dexter. Lord, may his trust be in the Lord Jesus Christ to pay for his sins from this very point on. Help him to see the urgency of believing this message. And get him into the Bible. Get him into the Bible to help him to learn more. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it there, Nicholas. Um, and, yeah, others for your comments there. Alex. Praise be to God. All right. We're going to do a Kahoot, I think. Is that right? We're going to do one just quickly from Diego. He's asked. He says he's having anxiety over a disease that he might not have, but he's still worried. What do I do? He has, he has shame because of his sin. What do I do? Well, first of all, remind yourself of the gospel. Remind yourself that Jesus paid for your sin, and therefore that guilt and shame can be removed if you are believing in him all paid for by Jesus. And if you have a disease, don't be anxious about it. Know that to live is Christ and to die is gain. Even if you had heard you got cancer, six months to live, you can know that to die is gain because you're going to paradise to be with the Lord if your trust is in him. And God's going to use sickness, cancer, diseases, all those sort of things for your good to grow you in the meantime. All right, it is Kahoot time. Okay, Kahoot guy time, and awesome. Welcome, Drake. He said he's texted us on Instagram. That's so good. Uh, Monkey said, do you have scripture readings? Well, I encourage you to get into John. It's a good scripture to re read from. But let's get into the Kahoot, as I said. Let's see which one we can play. All right. Kahoot time, friends. It's been a good stream, hasn't it? It's been some really good chats with people. 
uh, today. Okay, let's load it up. Maybe a Harmony might be able to host it for us. She is lurking around the shadows there. Not sure if she is. Okay, let me bring up one of these games. Game Kahoot. And I've got to pick a random one. Which one should I do? Maybe I'll do this one. Oh, we don't want to do one too hard. <laughs> Question number, we'll do this one, number 10. Okay, let's do this. All right, there's Harmony. Oh, she's a, she's appeared. Do you want to host it for us, Harmony? All right, we'll get Harmony to host. She's an awesome game host. And she's, do you want to pick, we could either pick Color Kingdoms or we could pick the Tower one. What do you, what do people prefer? Out of Color Kingdoms, or the tower one. Let's see if anyone's got a suggestion or a preference in the chat. Noah says not the tower. All right, we'll try Color Kingdoms. It's been a little bit since we're doing Color Kingdoms. So how many? Do you want to select five minutes? Just five minutes um, for Color Kingdoms, Bible Trivia Kahoot. We'll pass over to you. You gotta make sure you hit the unmute button, we can't hear. She's been refreshing. Here we go, she's coming back. Make sure you guys participate in this. So Harmony's gonna now post a link for you guys in the chat. There we go, she's appeared. And go for okay. it. Okay, was Color Kingdoms we said? Yeah, Color Kingdoms, five minutes. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were you saying? I was going to say, Harmony's going to put a paste of link in the chat. I think she's almost doing that. So make sure you click on that link in the chat. That's how you join the game. All right. Yep. Here is the link right now. And I am going to share the audio. Hopefully it's not too loud, but there it is. And I'm going to post the link in the chat. There we go. All right, for Team Ocean, we have Maddie Tux and Monkers, two M's. I wonder if the whole team is going to be M's. Nope, Switzerland popped in there. Hey, Switzerland. We have Diego Aaron. We have Capitalized Noah. We have Love Park. We have Nicholas Diego. We have Zip. We have Brody. We have Drake Parker. Uh oh, we have another Matthew. So it's gonna be Matthew versus Matthew. Wait, maybe not. Okay, we have Sav, Andrew, Gary. Wow, I think the teams are almost even. Alright, we're gonna wait a little bit more. Hopefully that music isn't too loud. got Ryan in there. We have Sophia and Julie. Hey, Sophia and Julie. I think, um, wait a minute. Is that Julie, Julia, or is that just a different Julie? Maybe it's different. Um, but awesome to have you guys. 
Okay, we have Kayla. We have Ziff. Alright. Christina. I think this is about good. I'll give you guys maybe a bit more time. Alright, we have Gary again. Sorry. No worries, Gary. Glad you made it. Okay. Alright, so five, four, three, two, one. Alright, let's go. Okay, so what we're gonna do, we answer the questions correctly to get flags. I think you have to answer at least three questions and you try to plant as many flags as you can around the enemy's team before they get around your castle. So, oh yeah, you can also cancel out what they have going on. So, yeah, there you go, you'll have that. There you go. Alright. Doesn't look like anybody is taking the board yet. Oh, we have Ryan and Matthew and Ethan planning some, uh, Brody, Gary, Monkey, or, um, Monkers, sorry about that, Monkers. Nicholas, we have them planning so far. Matthew's on the top of Team Fire, planting around. Now, oh, wow, you guys are going in real fast. I'm gonna have to find the page that has the questions on it, because I would like to read these questions to you guys. But everybody is laying down tiles. It actually looks like it's kind of even right now. Wow. Good job, guys. Keep going. Four minutes on the clock. Alright, looks like the red is overtaking the blue. Come on, blue! Come on, blue! Uh, Ryan's on the top with three tiles placed down. I think that's what that means. <laughs> but we have Maddie on um, having the crown for having the most tiles placed as well. Team Fire and Ocean, it seems like they're about tied again. But, um... Red has the most tiles around the castle, so keep going, guys. Wow. All right. Everything just, it feels like time's still. Wow. Okay, Blue's getting more tiles on. Okay, three minutes. Time's picking up, and everybody's trying to go a little bit faster as the tiles on the board are becoming more even, and then less even, and then old blue is overtaking the red. Good job, blue. Come on, red. Wow. Red standing in the Oh, Team Ocean! You have 25% of the board. Wow. I'm surprised this round hasn't even ended yet. It's tied again. 
Gonna have at least two minutes left. Nobody has overtaken yet. You guys are making your way over, though. Great defense. Great offense. Wow. Team Fire. Seems like they're in the lead, but Team Blue just cut right down the center. Wow, they're coming in from behind, Blue. You better watch out. They are starting to take over. Oh, Blue, great offense, great defense. Red's doing pretty great, too. Surrounded. Let's go. Blue's overtaken though. We're overtaking the board. But Ryan and Matthew But Team Fire, your castle is almost surrounded. You gotta be diligent. Oh, Team Ocean's castle, you're it's, it's, it's surrounded. So the trophy goes to Team Fire, but in this round, there's only how many seconds? 42 seconds remaining. Let's go. I think this round is that you have to put as many as you can on the board, um, but also play defense if you can. But so far, we have two times. 30 seconds remaining. Oh my. <laughs> this is getting intense. We have Ryan, Sav, Capital, Capitalized Noah, Monkers, Brody, Ethan. Everybody's throwing tiles out on the board. But we have 10 seconds left. This is the moment that counts, guys. Get all your tiles on there. Five seconds left. Let's see how this turns out. Good job, guys. It's hard to look away. A tie. Team Blue and Team Hey, that is awesome. Great job, guys. That was awesome. Hey, thanks for that harmony. That was that was great. We've yet to have it ever that Team Red has won on that game. But that was good. Draw. That means everyone wins. Everyone got at least one cup. Uh, good job. That was fun. Evenly matched teams. Evenly the match teams, indeed. Ian said they're team firefighters versus team surfers. <laughs> nice. Well played. Hey, we do those Kahoot games to test your bubble knowledge, but also to help you learn things. Maybe you learned some things along the way. Now, there's one question there I think that was spelled incorrectly, just in case you're wondering. It wasn't the, re it wasn't the Reed C. It was the Red C that Moses parted. Uh, yeah, nice. Well, we're going to do an outro question. and. Someone said, We've been I've been following for eight days. Hey, good to have you here and good that you're learning more. As you listen into more of these streams, within another eight days, you'll know more and more about the Bible and you'll be acing those questions in no time. Okay, so when are we on tomorrow? We're on at 7 p.m. Eastern. So that's 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 12 a.m. UK time, 11 a.m. New Zealand time, and 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Center time. Whoa. It's a mouthful. 
So make sure you come back for tomorrow's stream. There'll be more chats. We're going to have a new song of the week tomorrow. I'm keen for that. Speaking of the song of the week, before we finish up, we want to get Harmony maybe to sing this week's song for us. Could you, Harmony? Or could Carissa? If Carissa is... Nah, okay, we'll get Harmony. All right. Go for it, Harmony. We'll get you to sing it for us. And then I'm looking forward to the new song of the week coming tomorrow. Make sure you tune in for that in the segment tomorrow. And we'll do an outro question as well in just a moment. Harmony's like just busy trying to look for the chords. Where's the chords? <laughs> Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Let's hear it. Okay. I couldn't find my ukulele or the chords. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. good it's a really catchy tune matthew said in the chat or one of the matthews said in the chat there's a few matthews just good that he woke up singing this song in his head yesterday hey that's awesome i love it these songs are really catchy it's hiding god's word in your heart so try and learn and try and sing these songs with us if you guys aren't part of our discord server can i encourage you guys to join that um and the link for that will be in the chat i'll put that in there right now so you can join the discord and in the segment of the day it's got the chords and i think even the recording so it can be helpful to listen to it over and over and over again it's time for our outro question now what is the outro question you might ask this is where we ask you about anything random random question and we want to hear your answer to it okay has anyone got a suggestion for an outro question today What are your thoughts? Thoughts on the outro question? Glenn, have you got one you could think of for us? Don't want me to suggest one, Ryan. You won't appreciate it. <laughs> okay. What's well, going to be like, do you like cats or cats? Oh, I'll pick cats. <laughs> be something like that. Isaac, what do you got for us? I have a would you rather. Go for it. Would you rather go to sleep every night with wet hair or wet socks? <laughs> All right, that's a funny question. What would you prefer to go to sleep with, wet hair or wet socks? Oh. <laughs> Did you hear back? She, she, had a, she made a sound as she heard that one. Well, tell us your answer in the chat. We want to hear your answers in the chat, and we'll get the team to give us their answers as they say goodbye to you. I think that's an easy one, at least for a guy. Wet hair. I much prefer that than wet socks. The goodbye from Ryan. Am I next? Goodbye from Glenn. Uh, wet hair. Yeah. Bye from Ray Ramon with wet hair as well. Bye from Isaac. I'd have to go with wet hair. The wet socks would start stinking. And, you know. <laughs> 
I mean, none of them are realistic for me because it's not like I wash my hair every day and it's not like I wear socks to bed each day anyways. But if I had to choose, I would go with wet hair because I'm not going to wear really wet socks. Bye from Carissa. Lord Willem will see you tomorrow from Harry, Ruben, Daxton, Julia, and whoever else you may have served today. Also, Beck. Um, I would say neither. Have a great day. How many answer, hey? <laughs> hey, thanks guys for joining us. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Stay strong in the Lord. Get into the word and go and serve our great king. Yeah.